0: Welcome another week. This is the Live Life and Show. We're Hogan Mike Mahler on the other side from Houston to Vegas, baby. The whole stretch of I-10 and beyond. What's up, man? <laughs> I'm doing
1: good. Yeah, we have Texas is represented very well on this show. That's we'll, right. We'll start talking over the <laughs> guests in a little bit. One thing I wanted to talk about before I forget, because I've been wanting to do this for the last several episodes, is just to let people know that we are looking for sponsors. So you hear our sponsor on each episode, and you may run a company or there may be something you want to report to promote, hit us up, either hit Sincere or myself, and we'll get back to you with some rates and so forth, because we have a few more up, a few more in the pipeline right now of companies that want to come on board. So we still have a little bit more room, but make sure you jump on that now. And then second of all, make sure you support the show by using that coupon code LLA. Go to MikeMahler.com, AggressiveStrength.com. Go to Sincere's website, NewWarriorTraining.com. Use that coupon code LLA to get 10% off. Best nutrition supplements, money combined, lectures, ebooks, books DVDs, you name it. Finally, I've seen more reviews coming in, finally, on iTunes. Let's keep that going. We're up to 227 right now. Let's get that up to 300 before the end of the year. Also, go on Stitcher, leave your reviews there. Share the episodes on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you share stuff.
0: And also, make sure that you head over to patreon.com slash podcast, Become a monthly supporter over there as well. Get access to ad-free episodes as well as bonus episodes. That new feature that we have with the lens while we're actually filming the behind-the-scenes during as we record new episodes that are coming out, so you get a little glimpse of stuff that's going to be coming down the pipe further, you know, further out, so you definitely want to check that out as well. Like I said, lots of other bonuses coming up. And we're going to be doing Q&A shows as well, specifically for our Patreon subscribers. So I'm going to send you guys a post on the days when to start submitting your questions. And then Mike and I will put together an episode addressing some of those questions. And uh, that's specifically for Patreon subscribers. So if you still listen to the free episodes, you won't get access to those, but you know how to make that happen. Head over to patreon.com slash LLAPodcast. Start there at 5 bucks a month, and, man, you get access to all this good stuff we're talking about. right, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you would have heard that episode with Nick Delgado way before it was free (laughs) and
2: learned about all the interesting
1: benefits of a water pig. Who knew? Who knew that you could use a water pig for more than just cleaning your teeth, right? That's (laughs) the kind of information we deliver. You just don't, you're just not going to get that kind of information anywhere else.
0: There are women going out buying it's water picks changing. right now as we speak. They listen to that episode. <laughs> some of you guys, they're going, they're place. going
1: into the garage and grabbing that water pick from 1979 that hasn't been used for a while. It's like, man,
0: finally, I knew, I knew, I knew, I held on to this for a reason. And, and they had the nerve to call me a hoarder. <laughs> it's like, look, man, like I told them, one day, man, this is gonna be worth something. <laughs> All right, man. All right, everyone. We've hey. good one today. Man. Yeah.
1: Lauren Dolls on the show. We're gonna talk to her about branding, promoting your business. We're going to get into who knows what kind of tangents. Interesting lady. We had a really good discussion before we started recording. So, Lauren, welcome. It's great to have you.
3: Hi. Thanks for having me. I was kind of shocked that, like, y'all wanted me on because I'm like, uh, I don't work out like that. I just hold it. So, um, okay. (laughs) I didn't know where this was going (laughs) to (laughs) go.
1: No, I see. I, I love your tweets, number one. And you have great information on branding, but you also have a lot of funny stuff that gives you a chance to ponder. You know, One thing you put up recently is talking about how – well, one thing we talked about before we started recording is how important it is for everyone to take responsibility. In fact, everyone's always complaining about who's in office, yet they're not taking charge of their own life. Imagine if we lived in a country where 300 million, pe- million people were personally responsible for all their actions in terms of a mentality. Mm-hmm. They took charge of it. It would be a totally different country. And people would realize also how much more impactful that is on improving your life than anything else outside of it. But the point you made on on there was very salient. If all of your friends are broke, you're complaining about being broke, yet all of your friends are broke, they can't pay their bills on the time. A lot of people are in that situation, but they just don't think of it that way. The people you hang out with have a tremendous impact on your quality of life.
3: They do. And the thing about it is, is the higher you want to go, the more of those friends you have to be prepared to lose. I think that we right. get attached to the relationship. Right that we have. Like, one of the books I have, well, I've been reading this guy named Derek Rydall, like, as of recently. So, like, his most recent book is called The Abundance Factor, The Abundance Project. It came out in February. And then that was another spinoff from his primary book called Emergence. And his whole thing is, you know, the core concept is just like in an oak tree <clears throat> or, like, the oak seed or whatever, that would you call it, It's born with, like, everything needed to become that tree. We are born with everything we need to become whatever our highest, greatest destiny or unlimited possibilities lay before us. The difference is is whether or not we're in the right conditions and we are surrendering to the process or we're just allowing the process to unfold. Where that ties into what we were talking about is, like, most of us are socialized to believe that there's something wrong with you and that you need all of this validation and interaction and all of these different things. Like you have to attract certain things into your life instead of just being and allowing these things to come from you. And because of that, we tend to hold on to things that really don't belong to us because we've been taught that this is how you survive. This is how you become a body. This is how you become worthy. This is how you – Become the best version of yourself, and then when you start to distance yourself, and it doesn't have to be intentional. It could just be as a result of you naturally evolving. It's oh, you can't leave us behind. We were there when you didn't have anything.
2: <laughs> um, right.
3: I get it, but I you, there's no passengers on this plane. Like I don't have free tickets. I don't have free rides. You can't just like <laughs> you can't surf my wave. It's not free. Like. Got to get that together. And, you know, when you think about all of that, because I know we spoke a little bit about success before we turned on the record button. Right. It's like you got to cut out that every every level requires you to cut out a certain pound of flesh. And, you know, it could that flesh could be from your habits. It could be from your mindset and definitely comes from your circle. And if you have a bunch of broke-ass friends and you're not broke, You're going to be broke. You know why? Because you're going to either do what your broke-ass friends do, or you're going to give your broke-ass friends money. Ask me how I know, because I didn't help a lot of people that were broke. (laughs) And then I realized I wasn't really, like, sometimes it's a blessing. A lot of times it's a blessing. And sometimes they say, oh, she's open for business, so let me tell her about how poor I am this month. And then I go, oh, that's (laughs) nice. Um, Let me call you right back never again.
1: Every person I've ever, every friend I've ever lent money to, guess how many of them have paid me back? Actually, actually, I was about to say zero, but one guy did. A friend of mine from high school. He did it. And I lent him, I think, a thousand dollars, and he was pretty strapped, but still, he paid me fifty bucks a month until it was paid off. Well, other people.
3: That's honorable.
1: Yeah, it is. It is exactly. And he's one of my closest friends. So honestly, I didn't care whether he paid me back or not. He'd helped me out a lot when we were younger. We just have a really close friendship, so that wasn't a big deal to me. But the fact that he did, it, it, it was important to him because it's the right thing to do. But then there's other people where they'll try to frame it in their mind why they don't need to pay me back. Like, oh, Mike's doing fine. I'm right. not going to miss You're it. You're good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's not it's hurting like, for uh, the money.
3: <laughs> it's like a meme that I saw, like – actually, I saw it on Twitter, and it was like, have you ever let somebody $20 and then they act like you broke for asking them for your money back? And I'm like, <laughs> son – Tell me about it. Or the, like, or the, the people lived. that get
2: offended. You <laughs>
3: they get, offended get offended when you ask and, like, your money
2: back. Your like,
0: back. Like, hey, man, you got my money? Or, or they have the nerve yes. to buy. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, well, you know, they borrow money from you. And then they're on the phone with you just casually. It's about a month later. It's, especially right about now because it's income tax time. And then they're talking and you're like, ooh, I can't wait to go shopping. I'm going to go buy this and that with my income tax. I'm like, <clears throat> excuse me. They're um, <laughs> like, Stewie, on Family Guy. you got my money? <laughs> so, And they're like, what? Oh yeah, I'm gonna pay you back. I'm gonna pay you back. Yeah, but you're going shopping with your income tax check, and you're just gonna bypass pay. money you owed me for the last six months. He's like, Bro. oh, but I'm gonna get it to you. Like, then they get mad. You're like, well, I mean, why are you why are you bugging? Like, why are you why are you hounding me about it? You know, I'm gonna pay you back. So they're, they're getting pissed off that you're asking for your money that they're bragging about that they're gonna go spend on some BS. It's like, are you are you serious right now? <laughs> and you'd be surprised. I- right now, i am noticed some people listening and they're nodding their heads right now. Or. They're they're getting offended because like we're talking about them. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a person. And it,
3: shouldn't, and it shouldn't be about the money. It's about the friendship. Like I actually have. Like, one exactly. Of my, one of exactly. My it's friends, a principle. Yeah, one of my close <laughs> friends. He called me up and he was going off. And like this is like one of the calmest black dudes I've ever met. Like he's so calm. People have like like is are you sure he's black? He don't like you know like. And I'm, like, bro, like <laughs> trust me, like he's calm. Don't he's cool because he, he doesn't walk around like a stereotype. And basically put he had a childhood friend, really close dude, a total of about five to $600 is owed to him from this friend. And it got to a point where the principle of the fact that he couldn't get his money back just made him decide to distance himself and not talk to the guy. So the guy calls him and is like, yo, we need to, like, talk because it's been years and we shouldn't, you know, mess up our friendship over something like money and blah, 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 blah. And he said, okay, cool, but... Do you, like, I really, like, the reason I didn't talk to you is because you're not paying me back. And the guy's like, I get it, you know, like, you know, this, that, and third. And basically the end, when he started to say, can I have my money? Like, or, or is this how we're going to make amends? Because otherwise I don't need to be your friend. And he's like, you, you're serious about this? We're friends. Bro, I I wanted to jump through the phone for him. And then he had another friend, and the amount was like $300. And this guy disappeared like a year ago, pops up in Facebook Messenger like, hey, what's up? How you been? He's like, I'm good. Like, you got my money? Yo, why are you <laughs> acting like that? Why are you being hostile? Me at this point, <laughs> I'm giving to a fault. So it's like this. If I give you money, it's because I chose to give it to you, not necessarily because I lent it to you. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying?
2: So right.
3: if I lent it to you, I only I I know you're gonna give it back to me because you know I'll, you know like I like like a couple people couple things might happen and don't so I don't, I don't want to say nothing but you know like you're gonna give me back my money and <laughs> if not like we just whatever I've actually had more problems with clients and money than I've had with yeah. my personal life and people yeah. and money because clients and money I've had clients that on the strength of the person that referred them. I made a mistake this one time and I did, I did a verbal contract with this guy. And I mean, if I really wanted to, to do that, I have like documentation, uh, and emails of this person, but I ended up turning off this person's website because they started to do what in the design world we call scope creep. It's just like, I'm just going to add all these little tasks that cost, Mm. that make the project cost more and more and more and I'll pay you when I get it. And every time it was time for him to pay me, suddenly he did not like my work. I wasn't doing a good job. I wasn't doing this. I wasn't doing that. But as long as I was doing the work, I was amazing. Then when I would ask for my money, well, I ha- I'm not touching my 401K and my this, that, and the third, and I'm about to take. And I'm like, it's 10 o'clock at night, and I'm asking this. I'm in Texas. He's in Atlanta, so it's 11 o'clock at night. You're going to tell me that at 11 o'clock at night you're about to take your 8-year-old your son and your six-year-old nephew to the movies at 11 o'clock at night, and you're going to talk with your lawyer. <laughs> you don't have a lawyer. You're broke. And I know you're broke <laughs> because I see how much you pay me. And I don't, like, yeah, like, I had to, like, seriously, and I just went through a period where, like, I had a number, mm, that sounds bad. It's not like I heard, but I had, like, a, a, a client situation with a client I gave an extension to, and they weren't able to meet the deadline with the extension and I just realized I was like yo I have to do business a little bit differently but it also showed me that you know people a lot of people have positive intentions but they don't have actions that match the intentions and because they right. don't have actions that match the intentions you get frustrated because for somebody to say well I can't pay you without not having lights it's like well how to so? well, you wasn't worried about you know, like, what about me and my life? Like, I, I did what yeah. I was supposed to do.
2: You know, I, I
3: did what I needed to do. So it's just in general, like, you learn so much about people by, like, observing them. And a lot of my Twitter yeah. rants are like, I say things on Twitter that I would probably say to your face. It's just that because of my personality, because the the industries of being public and being a professional are finally allowing you to Cardi B it out a little more. I You know, Twitter allows me to just, like, yeah, I can tweet about, you know, my underwear one second and then talk about a brand to the next. And people are like, okay, she's overall cool. Like, I like her. Cool. But, yeah, you just learn a lot by observing and then just, just seeing the things people choose to respond to. Like, even with the conversation we were having about, you know, responsibility and leadership and offices, it's like, look at the things people respond to. Look at the media. Like, five years ago. We would have regular SEO titles. Today, true SEO is, you know, everybody's trying Frosted Flakes with whipped cream and you're not going to believe how it tastes. Like, we want this, this buzz feed, the sensationalism. And I have right, had Frosted Flakes right. with whipped cream, but I'm not really allowed to say what influenced me to try that. <laughs> but, <laughs> so.
1: No, but you bring up the, the whole point with the client is it's amazing how people will try to rationalize why they are not going to pay you. It's the why wrong thing to do. You hire someone for a, yeah, you hire someone for a job, even if you don't like the job. You have you have a conversation about that, but you still have to pay for it. If someone comes over to do some yard work and they do what I told them to do, and then for whatever reason I decide not to be happy about it. You still have to pay them for the work right as opposed to saying you know what now that i think about it i didn't really want you to do all that so i'm I'm just not going to pay you but somehow people think i mean it's basically stealing like my friend mark felipe he's he's very generous with his clients right he's a strength coach here in vegas so he's had many people who are athletes up and coming athletes and they don't necessarily have the cash to train with him necessarily up front so what he'll do is he'll front them. He'll train them for a while, and then they'll, they're supposed to pay him back later. Well, guess how many people pay him back later? None. No one ever pays him back. So I told him, you got to get paid up front. You can't do any of this wasting time where you just hope someone's going to pay you later because you, now you're wasting your time chasing after people who are never going to pay you back. And he said it best. He goes, basically, they're stealing from me. He goes, it's not any different from them walking in here and taking the big screen TV off the wall and running out with it but somehow people don't look at it that way. They don't mind stealing services because they don't look at it as something tangible.
3: No, they don't. And it's funny because, yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because you would think that people would respect the grind because everybody loves to be an aspirational, Grant Cardone type of person with their mean game on social media. And so, you ask them to put the money where their mouth is or to put the actions and the accountability where their mouth is and they're not about that life and they don't want to be about that life. And a lot of times I can only speak from my perspective, but a lot of times from being an artiste, from being a writer, a, a former blogger um, and doing brand design and doing websites, you think that it's really just the creative services industry that gets shafted. No, everything from, like, the hairstylist to, like you said, the personal trainer to whatever. And a lot of it is, like, are we really confident enough to put the value on our services? Because what I've learned, even though I have a hard time accepting it sometimes, what I've learned is that we are socialized to think. We should start. We should hustle for free. We should work for pennies. And when you study somebody like Dan Kennedy... Dan Kennedy is like, no, like you can literally position yourself as like $3,000 out the gate if that's what you want to charge and genuinely get like 10 customers at $3,000 if that's what you really want to do. As long as you're confident in what you're doing. And if you're not confident, you stay confident. And if you don't, you look, like, okay, here, here's a marketing system. Put the marketing system together. Do the work. Put the pieces together and be patient. And. That, you know, having these policies in place keeps us from getting it up the back end with no loop. Like, it took me (laughs) all of this time to stop getting it up the back end with no loop because I was, I just wanted to be nice. I didn't want to take advantage of people. But not taking advantage of people meant that I was letting people take advantage of me. And then there was that whole thing where it's like, oh, you got to start from the bottom, so you have to suffer. A lot of that is the stuff that goes on in our mind. Like, we tell ourselves the stories we want to experience, and then the stories come to life.
1: That's so yeah. true. That whole paying your dues and that basically oh, yeah. you're basically saying I'm going to purposely put myself in a situation where I'm going to let people exploit me because that's just what I have to do to get through the yes, process
3: exactly. Right. exactly. Yes, that was a perfect way of saying it. Yeah, because I didn't want to do that woo-woo metaphysical stuff. Like I am woo-woo but I didn't want to like go all there but yeah we tell ourselves that this is how things have to be because this is the way other people say things are and the truth is is like there can be some truth to certain experiences like of course if you touch water it's going to be wet you know if you crack a raw egg it's going to spill but you can also choose not to crack the raw egg you know, you can choose to boil the egg and then crack it. You can always control different aspects of the experience and different conditions. And when we bring it back to like that whole conversation of your circumstances, it's when you you start changing, there are gonna be people who change and evolve with you and there are gonna be people who they're doubting you and angry and they're sad. And really it's not even about you so much as it's like, no. Oh, you're trying to say I'm not good enough? oh, you think you're better than us? Like, that's all of their stuff coming out. Yeah,
2: exactly. And just <laughs> it's
3: harder when you are in love with the people that you have been around or you feel yeah. a loyalty to the struggle than it is if you just, like, you know, screw it, I had no friends. Like, I don't need no friends. Like, it's easier yeah. to just say I'll just suffer and keep my friends and keep people happy because, again, like the emergence book and the Abundance Project states, we're taught that everything we need to flourish is outside of us. So we have to struggle and run around being all of these things, but ourselves to get it instead of focusing on not what's right in front of you, but what's deep within you begging to come out.
0: Yeah. Usually when they're sitting there saying things like you think you're better than us, that's them saying that, because honestly, I, there's, there's no way I look at my friends and think like, Oh, you think you're doing better than me? You think you're better than I am? Actually is I'm, Well, maybe because I handpick my friends a little bit better. If I see them doing well, not that I say they're doing better than me, that I see that they're doing well, it inspires me to up my game because, A, I don't want to be the person holding them back. I don't want to be that broke-ass friend that we're talking (laughs) about here. So i got to step my game up. i got to make sure that I have something going on, just like they have stuff going on. So, therefore, when we meet up after we've been hustling and grinding and we're just having some downtime and we get together – you know, I don't want them saying, So what's going on with you, Sincere? Oh, you know, same old same old. What the fuck does that mean? What is the same old same? Old? You know, and why and why don't you sound excited about it? So it means something needs to change. So that's the thing. So as soon as I hear someone say that, I avoid those people, man, because otherwise one or two things are gonna happen. They're gonna feel very uncomfortable with you when they ask you what's going on with you and you have a lot going on, they're gonna feel very inadequate at that time and you'll start seeing it on their face. They'll start making these faces. Where you're just kinda looking like either they're very uncomfortable, or they truly don't understand what the hell you're talking about because they're not doing those things. You're speaking, speaking a foreign, foreign language to them, them. and so what's, what's going to end up happening? They'll exclude themselves out of your life some way, somehow. It'll just, it'll just, they'll just fall off without you having to be rude and say, oh, "I don't want to hang around that person anymore."
2: That's exactly right. that
0: Kind of stop. They'll stop hanging around because
2: well, hey, there won't be anything to
1: things.
0: talk about after a while. No, exactly, exactly. Because one thing about it, if you're out hustling, the last thing you're going to do is spend the majority of your conversation with people gossiping about other people. And so, right. and you. Right. Don't oh have my God! Hallelujah. On. Hallelujah!
3: Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hit a nerve! Hallelujah! Okay. Dude, most people don't
0: have anything going on. All they want to do is talk about other people. And right. you know, you're just right. sitting. There. If you're the person sitting there while they're talking, like, huh? Okay. A word. A word. See, that's my thing. When you hear me say, if you ever hear me go a word, that means I'm, I've tuned you out. I'm looking at you kind of. I'm looking at you kind of out now. Like, oh, for real? a word. There's no response whatsoever. And That's when they kind of understand like, oh, he's not really into that. And then sometimes I just feel like going out on a limb like, well, why do you feel like that? Why do you think they're like this, that, and the other? I start asking them questions because a lot of times what happens is that when you let people like that get by, especially, but like I don't do that with everyone, but if it's a friend I care about, I want to ask those hard questions to get them to thinking because they're my friends and that's just a way of showing the care like, oh, well, why do you feel that way? Or even they say like, oh man, you, you know they think this is so much better than mine and blah blah blah. But well, why do you feel that way? You you really think it's up? You really think that's on them, or is that just the way that you feel? And is that bringing about something that's deep down inside of you that you haven't addressed? And it's, because they're my friends, they'll actually sit there and think like, you know what? Yeah, it is. That maybe it is something I need to go back and think about. Yeah, how about that? Because that person didn't do that to you. They're not even. They don't even know you, dude. They don't even care. At this point, most people don't care. They really don't. So quit giving them so much, that, you know, to think that you're so special that they're actually going out of their way to hurt you. They got their own stuff they got to deal with. And that's what usually what it comes down to. But people in our position, we understand that. and <laughs> We understand that. Not to take it personally. It's just like you go back to those four agreements. Don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions. You just be impeccable with your word and always do your best. If you can stick to those four things, half the stuff that we're talking about won't even matter. <laughs> people won't even be no. dealing with this
3: stuff. No, they'll, it'll disappear. And, yeah. That was how I knew that, like, all right, I'm kind of in a transition because I'll have friends that I'm cool with. And then suddenly we going into, well, did you know that so-and-so going through so-and-so with so-and-so? And I, you know, without thinking about it, I'll just be like, oh, word. And, like, I just, you know, I <laughs> wouldn't sit up there and indulge in it, but I'd, like, listen or interact a little bit, but not, like, live right. with it. But then, like, you bring this person up, and I'm like, well, you know, um okay. And in my head, I'm wondering, like, this isn't what we bonded over. Like, I, I, like, right. I don't wake up, you know, with the desire to read every comment under the shade rooms post. Like, I don't care about certain <laughs> things. Like, I will skim at the end of the day or when I'm taking a mental break. But the first thing I want to do when I wake up is first off, did I get some money? So I'm going to look at my bank account. Like, do, 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 <laughs> uh, did I get some money? Then, Okay, no no money or yay money? Yay. Okay. Did I lose money? And if I did, was it money that I lost with my consent, a.k.a. my bank account <laughs> can get hacked today? Oh, all my money is there, right? Okay, cool. Okay. Then I'll check my email and make sure no more opportunities to collect money aren't in there because I'm going to hit that third. Then I'm going to go do things that make money. Hit me about stuff that doesn't make money after my I'm tapped out for the day on making money. I don't want to hear all that other stuff. And even then, it's like, what does this have to do with my personal growth? What does your vagina have to do with my prosperity? (laughs) Nothing. Because your vagina and my vagina are not being prosperous together right now. Oh, no, they may they want to, They may want. They
1: may want to hire you to write some ad copy about their vagina <laughs> or to develop a <laughs> website, a pay-per-click. You know, there could be money there. I don't think it's you how, see the long me. game that may come from that. You, you have to. You have to put some branding. It's like, hey, you know what? I was looking at those pics you sent over, and I think we. I think we've got something here. <laughs> you know, I see a marketing campaign in the works.
3: <laughs> you know, there is all kinds of stuff, but when you think about how they're coming down on the whole sex industry and the adult industry and all this other stuff, yeah. I kind of get scared because like page is gone, Craigslist personals. Like I used to look at the Craigslist personals for like entertainment. Like I was at my ex's house recently <laughs> and like I was like, oh man, I was reading him. I was like, man, I wish I could say nasty things like these people here. And he was like, what is wrong with <laughs> you? And I'm like... <laughs> Like, this person just said, you know, this, that, and the third, or whatever. And he was like, You really, really are reading this? I say, Yes. I say, Yes. See, sometimes I get bored and I write ads just to see who responds. He's like, What is wrong with (laughs) the listen? It's a whole new world out there. Like, I would learn all types of. Listen, there is nothing more creative than somebody who wants to sell a broke down car or a guy who wants to get a blowjob in the middle of the day. Or a horny chick who is home alone. Like the stuff that they put on Craigslist, you'd be like, wow, if I could only take that creativity and remix it into some actual ad copy. So. Well, a
1: lot of it is probably people like you, though, just making up stuff to see what kind of reaction. You have, you know, exactly.
2: you have to wonder
1: how much of those things are actually – man, I'm going to put together a post about getting a BJ in the afternoon to see what kind of people respond. A lot
0: of
1: people do that on Facebook
0: and Twitter. They have these fake Well, names. I was about to say, I was to say that. I was like, what's that? They they they're shutting out tablets because now Instagram's getting all the all the play now. Now these people on Instagram creating these little alternate realities now. You got the picture. You got the ad copy. What they call it content comments but you know they have the same thing going on
3: yeah and then dream. they have like the premium snapchats now it's like i know and, mean, and pay it. me 30 dollars a month for snapchat i was like i wish yeah. somebody paid me 30 dollars a month just to watch me <laughs> drink milk from a carton like that would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> you no
2: know, just
0: you can't be mad at them because obviously there's a market for it somebody's buying into it and if they're not harming any children or harming other people, you know, then hey man, it's just like let them have at it. So
3: I mean, look, if you can sell panties, then listen, more power to you.
0: If you go sell panties on eBay in a, in a Ziploc bag, I'm just like, first time I heard that, I was like, uh, is this a real thing? Well, I mean, Back look, as long as Japan, like yeah, as long as Japan, driving, as
1: long as Japan is thriving, as long as Japan is. Is yeah, is thriving? Great. Then that market is going to thrive as well because they have vending machines. I mean, machines you can do out
3: that there out there. here too. Yeah, I mean, a like business. a long time ago, I got really bored and 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 that happened one, uh, for me at one point. And I tried it, and I say, "Wow, you really want to pay for this? Okay, my PayPal is." <laughs>
2: was, uh, was the
1: customer's name was the customer's name Prince Dell by chance?
3: No,
2: no, no, no. I, I don't remember who it was. I just know that they were
3: like, can you please make sure to to wrap them in wax paper and then put them in a plastic bag to preserve the scent. And I had that Will Smith What's wool because I didn't know that there was like a whole science like to packaging your underwear so that the guy could get it. And like it was one of those things where, like, when I did it, for me, it was like, it's just some quick money. Like, this person did not see my face. They just saw the underwear and knew where it was coming from. And my ex was like, how dare you do that? That's not right. And this, that, and this, third, I was like, bro, like, did you want to eat dinner tonight? Or, like, did you want another, like, package of ramen? Because, like, we like it happened once. Let it go. <laughs> I know that. Is, I mean, see, like. The human physiological need for sex is a very real thing, but the psychological kinks are extremely profitable because the things that people will pay for behind closed doors, insane. Well, these my days, guys?
0: things people pay for on with open doors. <laughs> it's like people still so, really, we don't even care anymore. The door is wide yeah, the doors wide open. Yeah, the doors aren't closed anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the internet has made the world way different. It's like, hey man, I'll, I'll, hey, I'll buy those panties from you right now. You just drop your pants, take them off. Like, you don't even. Know, they may be holy, dude. It's like you may be worn. I don't care. I'll take them. I'll take them right off your hands. No, no, you can go in the restroom and just bring them back to me. Like, really?
3: <laughs> is that socks, um, used lipstick. <laughs> Josh <laughs> like, you name it, they sell it. And it's yeah. like, man, if you ever want to know how people really feel, go on <laughs> Tumblr on a good day. Babe, oh, exactly. Tumblr...
0: Oh, it's a whole different world on Tumblr. You're just sitting there like, it wow. i'm is... <laughs> like man.
3: I, mean? I want to know Tumblr's what one place like where you can life. go
0: from being a pro, like an activist, a, a conservationist to a straight-up perv, all in one swipe. You know, just one scroll. You're like like, okay, wow, that was cool, like, oh, man, yeah, you know, tomorrow, yeah, resistance, like, whoa, is that what I think it is? Is that her back? Did she really get that? Okay. <laughs> it's just like, oh, look at the puppy. It's like, all that happens is just in a few little scrolls right there on Tumblr. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you gotta have, like, you gotta, like, niche your your uh, tw- your, uh Tumblr account. Like, yeah. you have to have, like, your yeah,
2: puppy You gotta curate uh, appropriately.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you can't curate have, like, <laughs> yeah, no, no cuz like no one one bad like in the world knows that like okay, you like <laughs> Skidmark marked underwear. Like you like sniff getting underwear like bro, like that's not cool. No. <laughs> like uh-huh. Yeah, the the
1: bottom of that depravity barrel is unlimited, right? There is no bottom of it. Yeah, just so lower and lower. Yeah, you you well, can hear something and think, wow, it can't get worse than that. And, oh, well, let's
2: peel back oh, one no, no, more no. layer. What do you think about that? I was on Tumblr today, you know, and I saw this. I was like, what? <laughs>
3: as a former erotic writer, I can tell you that because there are people who are making $20,000 a month on things that I find unspeakable. And these people personally, like, here's the thing. They have a threshold, Right. So like I wasn't in the military, but I happen to always end up dating these military guys. These guys can look at stuff that I'm like, oh no, I'm not watching that. That is just way too much for me. And they're like, Okay, cool, fine, get it. I'm they're squeamish. These it's just like with with, with writing erotica, it's like there are people who can write some stuff and they, you know, you can personally be like, That is not my cup of tea. That's not even my pot. I don't even like tea. You know what? I just just give me water, just straight water. And they can get, like, 20K a month writing to these yeah. really, really – I don't want to judge the uh, the things. I personally think that they're, they're, they're a little touched, so I'm not going to name them. Just know that there's some stuff out there that people really, really, really get off on, and the kink is there. So <clears> – <throat> You just right. have to know sometimes, like, okay, it's just business. For me, I'm like, all right, certain levels of this, I, I can't even pretend it's is business. I just can't do it. So, God bless you. Have a good one. I'll be back over here in the vanilla world, out of my business, and if somebody <laughs> should happen to see me throw out a pair of underwear and want to offer me a $50 bill for it, hey, <laughs> ain't nobody got know Because That, to me, that's like, oh, that's, you know what? I gave it to you. I don't care what you do with it once I leave. Yeah. Having well, this explains this
1: explains content. why this 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 explains why the goodwill has noted that their donated underwear market has gone down dramatically. It all makes sense <laughs> now.
2: <There's,
1: laughs> I'm not going to throw that stuff away. I'm going to put it up on eBay <laughs> or or wherever you go.
3: <laughs> I said they cry like years ago was my panty space, and uh, then yeah. they had these sites with these these girls that you can chat. And you can talk to them and like you you pay to talk to them and you buy them things. Now it's just it's a different like pay to play comes in so many different forms like
0: now they're throwing up their Amazon I, wish list and things like that. It's like yes, yes. Yeah. exactly. Wow. <laughs> well, here's my He's wish so list link, or here's my Patreon and you can get more pictures and, like you can actually get the nude ones. I'm like oh uh, well, I just saw internet? that, uh, song song that on Twitter. Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah I saw that on Twitter like yeah. oh I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to go to this concert. Who's gonna buy these for me? And I'm saying, exactly. why, why would anyone buy those for you?
3: <laughs> you know? No, it's like,
1: what are they getting out of that? Home?
3: <laughs> I think it's not, sometimes it's just a genuine desire to make you happy. Like, I've had people, it's like. like
0: they feel like that's their way of connecting with them as a fan. It's like,
2: yeah, hey, I'm yeah. Boy.
0: You know, so-and-so, you know, her concert tickets, you know, I'm just, I'm I'm a big fan. For them, they get the satisfaction of just that, telling that person, like, I'm a fan, hey, I I went to your GoFundMe or whatever else, bought you your tickets, hope you have a great time at the show. And some people are so, they feel, they're so socially awkward in real life that that makes them feel good. The fact they feel like they've mm-hmm. actually made a connection with a human being by doing that. And that's safe for them. That's enough for them because in the real world, they will probably like if they ever met that person like that person personally like that, they would probably just they would just fold. They wouldn't know what to do because they're so socially awkward. So they need something like this where it's a connection, but it's not too connected because that's going beyond their realm of experience. And comfort zone right there. So that's what they need. They feel like that's a sense of connection. It's weird as it may sound, but in in the psychology world, it's not that weird. It's like some people, that's that's good enough for them. It's like, hey, you know, Lauren, hey, I bought your panties, you know, and thank you so much. I really appreciate (laughs) it. And they're done with you. That's it. They're like, okay, thank you so much. You're like, oh, that was easy. And no creeping in the DMs after that. No taking a picture of him wearing your panties. And, like, hey, look, I got, I like your panties. Look, I'm wearing them. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. They're just like, thank you. I'm good. Yeah.
3: Like, I don't think I would know what to do if somebody, like, sent me a picture of my previous, um, uh, decor, bodily decor, um, on their body. Like, I was just, okay. I could not. I would Come just, on, you, you, you make know, like, you
1: make a Craigslist you make a Craigslist post with that. You post that picture with the guy's be, information and say, "Hey, for a good for sure. time,
3: for a good time call." Yeah, no, that's right. yeah, that's, I'd have to. But I do agree with the whole connection piece because, like, when I was younger, like guys, did you buy me random things from the internet and even in person? And I would just be like, you know, was like my dad would be like. Don't know, man. Want nothing for you. What I could get? So when it just didn't want to take nothing. And they'd be like, No, no, here, please, just take it. And I was like, Wait. So I, I really just, I really do get this because I'm pretty. I get away with this. Like the whole crying to get out of a ticket thing. It's real. Wow. The whole you're gonna pay for this because I have long, pretty hair. Oh, okay. Okay. This is cool. And then you just learn just to just kind of roll with it. But it goes both ways. I know guys who. They've had women just straight up buy them a whole bunch of stuff and vice versa. I'm like, well, listen, let me get some game. I need somebody to just be like, you know what, Lauren? I like you so much. I'm going to cash at you $500. All I want is a picture of you smiling from the neck up. Got to be specific when you make requests for (laughs) the
1: I think it's dangerous when society becomes too transactional. What I mean by that is I've had many experiences, most of them happen in Los Angeles, where you're just having a good conversation with someone and you think it's friendly. You're like, okay, cool, man, let's hang out again. Sometimes it was male, sometimes it was female. But more often than not, within, let's say, a couple of weeks, like, hey, man, great talking to you. By the way, I'm having a hard time paying rent this month. you think you could spot me on this? I was amazed how often that would happen. And then you you start thinking, man, every – interaction I'm going to have out here is someone thinking, what can they get out of me? And that's a common experience in Los Angeles is what can this person
0: do for me? Yeah, I started to see that whole thing when people like, well, just girls just random ask guys like, you know, can I use your car? Or can you pay my phone bill? Like you, I would think these are just things that were in rap songs. I didn't know this was like reality. Like there were people really just so bold. Like I've oh never man, been like, like I missed my Lord. car note this month. Can you pay my car note? I'm like um no. <laughs> so you know my buddy's telling me this. Story. Story. Oh, yeah. Dude, where do you find these? Where do you find these chicks, dude? Like I have never had some person ask me that. Like oh man, you know you're so cute. Hey, can you pay
3: my phone bill this month?
0: I'm <laughs> like uh no. Hell
3: no. Uh, some, people, some
1: people just don't mind. Yeah, they have no shame about it at all. And I remember I became good friends with Chris Pontius from the Jackass movies when I was in L.A. and came to one of my workshops. Cool guy. But one thing he told me is he goes, what I always liked about you is you, you're never trying to get anything out of me. It's like not once have we gone out to have lunch, and then you're like, oh, hey, by the way, could you introduce me to so-and-so, or you think you could do this for me? I've never done that. And as a result, not that not that this was my intention, he's done a lot to help me out without me having to ask for it. But it's because – I never tried to use them, and it wasn't a long game I was playing. I wasn't saying, "Well, I'm just going to be a cool guy." so if this guy thinks I'm a cool guy, and then he'll try to do this for me.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people they just—I mean, transactional. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of transactional behavior these days, and a lot of people are just like, you know what? Well, we just going to skip and just bring this straight into like the whole dating thing. Because like, I don't know about y'all, but Lauren's currently single and on the market, so I'm chilling. So I can tell you, basically, I've seen a lot of crap. Like I've been on like first conversations with men and on the first conversation they're like oh I'm just looking for a good person like you know I can move in with and we could be friends and build no, no no. <laughs> like, whoa. I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't I <laughs> don't even in know with. you like anything <laughs> Was, it was like a Valentine's Day <laughs> conversation like two years ago. And I remember I'm sitting on my couch watching TV, letting this man go on. And I'm like, did he really just ask to move in to me? <laughs> and, and move in with me and come into my apartment? Like, I don't know you. And now that's
0: transactional. Even, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and like, I thought get, this like, was a date. I didn't know I was interviewing a roommate. Like, what the hell
2: are we doing it here? It <laughs> wasn't
3: even a date. It was. It was like <laughs> messages on OK Cupid. It was messages. We hadn't even gotten to the exchanging of the the phone number, and I was like, "What is going?"
0: You're talking about Tumblr being a wild place. OK Cupid is another wild place. It's
3: just and like, I, I, oh, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm that POF person, like, I'm that internet dating person, because, like, I'm not socially awkward, per se, but I'm, like, highly reserved, and so I'm comfortable. So, until I'm comfortable, I'm be really quiet, I'm be really withdrawn. I can, like, do great in front of a crowd, per se, but one-on-one, like, I don't like to give out a lot of personal information. It's like, I, like I, I told this guy, I was like, look, Lauren's like an onion. There's layers to me. You <laughs> got to peel. It takes time. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've done the internet dating thing. I have no issue with it, um, even back when people were trying to get people to do things with cats and whipped cream, and they got caught by Chris Hansen. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the thing. I mean, I've had people offer straight sex acts and then try to offer money when I said No. People who are just like, okay, give me your number and your address so I can buy yourself. stuff. No, because that sounds no. like you're going <laughs> to rob me and sell me. On yeah, and yeah, no, right. thank you. <laughs> and then others, it's just like you're talking to them and then you realize like, oh, you're homeless. Oh, you're homeless and you're looking for a place to stay. <laughs> Got it. And then they go, well, do you know how to cook and clean? Do you know how to buy groceries and pay your electric
0: bill? You know how, how to fund a four hundred one k plan? Just like, yeah, <laughs> like
3: what's your credit score? Like, do you have all your teeth? Are they a reasonable shade of white or something close to it? Like, um, yeah, and then like it was funny because like. I read, like, I think the crazy, I've read a lot of crazy ads, but the most, the craziest <laughs> one I read most recently, the guy did this whole thing, and he was like, man, I'm a grown man, I'm, you know, I do this, that, and the third, I work hard for my job, I'm doing this, doing that, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't mind having no good woman or whatever, but I'm not going to a settle down with no, no chick or nothing like that, I just need, you know, you got to prove yourself to me, I need that real ride or die, <laughs> whatever, and that's another thing, I'm not waiting more than two or three days for sex, if you trying to make me wait more than two or three days you know I'm not the one for you but I put God first in everything I do one love
2: <laughs> <laughs> on. no whenever, whenever, whenever someone, someone starts
1: with a grown man you know it's bad everything from there is going to exactly. be bad whenever it's someone has to say I'm a grown ass man you know what that means? Whatever, that means whatever
0: comes after that it's not going to be good he's at home with his mom yeah. when he says that if he starts off with I'm a grown ass man that means he's staying with his mama okay
3: yeah, <laughs> and he's like, very attached. <laughs> You you just did this whole thing about how you need sex for 72 hours and you're not going to settle. I keep God person everything I do, man. What? Amen. What? That, what? Or the ones where it's like, I'm a personal trainer that does credit repair, so ladies hit me up if you need to work out and get the credit right. No. Well, that's a no. new one. <laughs> no, you just see all kinds of stuff, and then the, like, if you wasn't born a woman, don't talk to me. And I, I'm, I'm this, that, and the third. And if you don't know how to cook, because I'm not going to be taking you everywhere, we're gonna go meet for coffee first. I'm like, man, are y'all like? And you wonder kind of why you're alone. angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're single then, for a reason. Buddy. Like, yeah,
2: uh-huh. Well, yeah. the, well go, I well, think well, a, a like, lot of
1: people have always wanted to talk this way, and now they feel they finally can. <laughs> I, I don't oh, yeah. think this behavior in a lot of ways is as new as people think it is. I think now with the different mediums of technology out there and what people put out there, people people are saying, man, if someone can say that, I'm just going to say whatever I want to say. I'm just going to be as blunt right. as I've always wanted
0: to be. So these thoughts have always What's
1: been crazy. in people's
2: heads. It's What's it's crazy, crap.
1: there are some
0: people out there that they're attracted to that. He's like, well, you know, he's a straight shooter. That's what I'm talking about. I'm the least, he didn't been pulling punches. That's what I've been looking for. Yo. There's somebody out there for everybody. That is very true. Like, we'll sit there, and but, we'll like listen to hours, we make thing, like, oh, hell no. You know, and there's somebody's like, yep, that's my type of dude right there. And they'll send him a message. <laughs> you know,
3: most right. of us are
0: like, oh, like, bruh, <laughs> you're going to be alone for a while. And next thing you know, this dude's got all types of chicks off. Okay, keep it. And using this thing, you're like, well, damn. <laughs> it's
2: worse for him. The truth.
3: I remember I deliberately made a whole list of things to say that I was crazy just because, you know, like, I'm a copywriter. I do stuff like that. So I was like, <laughs> man, I have daddy issues. Um, I don't brush my teeth for three times a week. Like, if you say this to me, I'm going to curse. So I, I just it just made up a whole bunch of stuff. And it was like suddenly my inbox went from crickets to, like, fifty. And I was like, who knew daddy issues were so fucking attractive? Well, and like this one guy... <laughs>
0: they, yeah. They're used to that. You know, and they, this, they're like, oh, that's, yeah. that's common.
2: Daddy issues. And this one guy was <laughs> like, man,
3: he was like, man, that was an amazing profile. You were so honest. I was really attracted to the fact that she was so honest about like the fact that she had daddy issues. And I was like, you know, like my dad and I are like best friends. Like that, that is... I was making it up. Like I, my head... Was, <laughs>
2: Well, Lauren, was, you, like, you, you know,
3: got white.
0: But see, you got white knighted. That's all that is. You got white knighted because that's, that's right. what it is. They exactly. threw on the cape. They were like, "Let me save her. She needs to be saved." That's exactly what happened. Yeah.
2: That's like the guy. Energy that, that's anything. the equivalent of the guy
1: going to the strip club and saying, "Hey, let me put you through law school, and you know, we're going to build a business for you. We're going to get you out of this environment because you're so smart. You shouldn't be right. here." The equivalent of that. <laughs>
0: You the E forty, Captain Sabreho. Yeah,
3: me. nah. I was, I was like, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Like, God bless <laughs> you. I. It was, but, but it was crazy because he had twice the issues I had. Like, he literally was like, yeah, because my dad. And I was like, bro, no. I had that Steve Harvey face on Family Feud when somebody said something stupid. <laughs> and He just paused. I was just like, bro, I was, I was. It was a joke. Um. I don't I don't have these issues. It was sarcasm. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Sorry. And then he then he responds back going, Oh that oh, you're funny too? Man, I'm even more attracted now.
3: That was pretty <laughs> much right. what happened. Pretty yeah, much
1: Yeah, that well that's I know, look, we're we're two guys over here talking to you. We know how we know the male mentality. <laughs>
3: They go. People be like, you know what, Lauren? You should just not do that. People on the internet are just weird. I'm like, nah, they just is weird offline too. Trust me, don't, don't judge the 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 channel by the weird people.
1: We meet them every day. We have conversations with, with these people in the real world who don't act like that in the real world, of course, but go home and act like that. So people always and, say, man, who are these people on, people always, who are these P- crazy people on the internet? Who they are? Your neighbors,
2: <laughs> the right. teachers
1: at your kids' school, the people you talk your to sibling. at the park, the people they're your you talk to You, you the know, end. they have a certain yeah, way yeah, to family
2: exactly. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your brother, everywhere. when he goes back home,
0: yeah, come on, you know, you, next thing you know, your brother and your sister-in-law, are, they're, they're the couple on billions. They're Paul Giamatti and, and, and Maggie Siff. You know, they're in some right, right. doing all this other stuff, and you're, you're just thinking that they're a lawyer and, you know, she's a, you know, she's a person that, that motivates the team at the corporate environment. But then, you know, they're throwing on the leather and they bring out the whips on the weekend whenever they have an issue. and This is how they get through their arguments. Meanwhile, you and your, you and your girl are screaming at each other and you're not talking to each other for a week. So you got your way of dealing with things. It's not necessarily weird. It's just how you're
3: handling your, your situation. <laughs> so. Right. Right. Yeah. Everybody's got their thing. So about that branding. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We gotta
1: talk at least for a minute about that. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Well, let's get into that a little bit though, because you work with a lot of people on branding, copywriting, et cetera. I mean, what what mistakes do you think a lot of entrepreneurs make on that front?
3: They 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 won't bring their internet backstreet personality to the brand. Mm, um right. You know, the person that the, – the kind of language you use on, like, Craigslist, if you are the type, or on POS, here, the, the reckless language that you use when you think nobody is around is kind of the reckless language that needs to be brought to your brand. That reckless personality is actually what's going to make your brand sell. It, it does. As we said, we right. have somebody in office at the moment who, like, whether you like it or not, he's pretty damn honest. And that honesty is – Again, you don't have to like the sentiments, but there's a refreshing attitude because it's like, okay, I know exactly how the hell you feel right now. And people need to know um, your energy, how you feel. They need to know what you, you know, look like, feel like, smell like, sound like. They need to know, like, the sensuality of, of, of your personality and your rawness. They need that. And a lot of people, you know, they try to do things like, Uh, Hello, my name is uh, Philippa, and I am from Austria, and I uh, enjoy bologna sandwiches, um, long walks on the pier, and I read Shakespeare on Friday nights. No, the hell you don't. You probably have five vibrators under your bed. You hate water. You live on Gatorade and hot dogs, but you love what you do. It doesn't matter. Like, there's things that you – have that you feel like okay they're not brandable and yeah not everything about you is brandable or needs to be brandable but there's a lot of uniqueness to your specific personality that people are missing because they feel like well to be a professional means that i have to completely whitewash and just destroy and neutralize these little spicy accoutrements and pieces of me that are not relevant to the business and the truth is is Gary Vaynerchuk would not be Gary Vaynerchuk if he wasn't cursing and talking about hip-hop and just, you know, going off on you. Grant Cardone would not be Grant Cardone if he wasn't growling every time he was going to telling you to get and get it. and telling you the set. Cardi B wouldn't be Cardi B if he wasn't doing that. Oh, I wouldn't be me if I wasn't telling you that I sold my panties one time because I got bored and wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> or that I read a book called Change Your Underwear, Change Your Life when I was 10. And because of that, like, I refused to have, like, walmart underwear like or like you will not find a hanes her way in my house because that's just a part of who i am and it's like okay this is quirky but this is her so we all have these little things these little idiosyncrasies these little cute complexities and maybe adorable uh oxymorons you know things that just don't make sense about us but they make sense to the perfect people like i'm the kind of person who will buy green juice and brownies at the same time that's me but I'm happy like that. It Doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but to my audience, they're like, I get it. Like you eat mostly good, but the minute you want a brownie, damn it, you won't have that brownie. You got me. You
0: know me. You know my heart. About yourself, huh? And when you backdoor with some green juice, you feel better about yourself. You feel better about the choice of eating that brownie. It's like, ah, I had a brownie, but at least I had my green juice. I still got my vitamins, and minerals in at the same time. So, and there's people are just gonna relate to it. Like I get it. I get it, girl. I'm just, I'm exactly. right there. Exactly.
3: And that's what brands need the most. I, um, like, I have this branding methodology I came up with. Currently called bombshell branding. I'm probably going to call it something else because I feel like it's a tired name and it's a little cliche. But the whole first, like, there's four phases to it. And the whole first phase, the first phase alone is about who you are, not who you think you should be, who you really are, right down to, like, the dark, ugly, gritty gristle in your life story, because a lot of those skeletons in the closet are also brandable, and people don't know that because they're, they 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 fear uh, being perceived as less dead. And the truth is, is like you actually can get along a lot further in life if you actually own all of that bad stuff or own all of the things you don't, you know, the shadow. And you work it into your brand. Like things, people aren't perfect and it's really the pursuit of appearing perfect that will destroy your brand, in my opinion, more than trying to whatever. So the first thing to do is cut out all of this language that is not you. Cut out all of these things that are not you. Cut out all of the copy that you paid somebody with an English degree that, you know, they're really not doing anything writing your copy to do because they're making you sound proper, but that proper energy may not be getting you the audience that you really, really are passionate about working with. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and that's <clears throat> that's all very well said. That's and that puts if when people try to go into this character, especially let's just use an example of you go to enterprise rent a car and someone with a shirt and tie comes out and he's very formal, that's often off putting. It makes you uncomfortable. You go, What is this person gonna try to sell me on? going to buy a car, for example. You're dealing with a character. You're not dealing with the real person. And people don't like that. People get really uncomfortable in any situation where they're dealing with someone in a character-type role. So I get where you're going. The more real you are, especially with things that you may not want to have out there, the more it's going to resonate with a lot of people.
3: Very much so. And it honestly frees you because it's like, Why are you going to be ashamed of who you are? Everything that's ever happened to you, yeah, some of it could have been avoided. But if you want to be at peace with the life that you have, you kind of have to accept that it all happened for a reason. And just like I said earlier, once you realize that your life is constructed to flow in a certain way to help you really (laughs) achieve your infinite potential, you can start to look back at stuff that happened and say, all right, this happened for a reason. You know, like, I can look back at some of the jobs that I had that I hated, like, night audit. You think I have crazy stories about money? Man, I've got crazy stories about night audit, like, working at a hotel and, like, the craziest stuff would just happen, and I'm there alone all night. Like, that goes into just, you know, if I had didn't have that job, I wouldn't be able to have been as fed up as I needed to be to work harder on my business. I wouldn't have... um had the energy to do the things that I do. I can look back now that I'm, you know, currently unattached to any other employer at the moment or any other contract at the moment. I'm completely on my own. And I can think the days that I want to be lazy, but I realize I don't have that privilege because I don't ever want to go back to those days again. I can think, well, look at all of these jobs that you had. You know, look at all of the times you had sleep disorders because you couldn't sleep after being up all night. Look at the times that you had a boss at other jobs that belittled you or or took you for granted because they didn't like the way your shoes looked or because they felt threatened by you. All Every experience we have, like, that's like me being married and divorced or me, you know, dating military guys or just, you know, me having the kind of parents I have. It all comes together in a certain way. So even when it's, like, the worst thing that's ever happened to you, aren't the best stories the ones where, like, Oh yeah. man, like, I pulled my car and my, my, the love of my life left me and I thought I was going to die. And then this one little glimmer of hope came into my life and it wasn't easy, but then I made this transformation and look at me now. You know, Tony Robbins has it. Grant Cardone with the drug addiction. Um, Hal Elrod with that crazy car accident. Um, Brendan Burchard had his own car accident and some other stuff, I think everybody that we look up to like Gary Vaynerchuk talking about kids making him drink pee because he can not speak English like it was crazy but look at where these people are now the difference is, is how do you tell the story or navigate the story so that you're telling the truth but showing how it built you to become who you were people are going to want to know like Mike, when did you decide that you wanted to become the kettlebell kid? Like, when did you want to do that? Sincere, when did you really decide that civil rights was your thing? Warren, when did you decide that being a pervert with tits was going to be your your way to brand? Like, what were you going to do?
2: <laughs> There's
3: a story with everything. There's a comfort level with everything. Like, I like one of the things about me was like, I was a severe loner. I was bullied and alienated a lot as a kid. Like, I went to this all-white school and was at the top class, so none of the white kids were really mess with me outside of school. Then I would go home in the summertime, and my mom sent me to this, like, low-income, free summer camp, and it was a bunch of kids where education, the educational opportunities were different, and then their mindset and their environment was different, so it was like, oh, you're an Oreo, and it was like, I couldn't fit in with anybody, and I spent so much time trying to be liked and, and, and accepted by different people, and it backfired so hard. Until so all of these things really devastated me, and I finally just said, screw it, I'm going to be myself, and I'm not going to apologize for it. And then I went through this other reawakening after I got divorced over 10 years later, and I just wasn't going to apologize for anything anymore. And then I really got on this other wave, and I started to really realize, okay, I got to separate myself from these things. And then it was just like that Kevin Gates quote, I won't apologize. I'm not really sorry. I don't care. I don't care. And that energy allowed me to be free to be myself. And then because of that, suddenly it was like, wow, you're so confident. You know how to just say things. You're just interesting. Yeah, because I spent a lot of time talking to myself, so I didn't have any friends. Okay. Of course, I didn't say myself, that's one. And two, I realized that the harder I tried to please other people, no matter what I did, the worse it was for me. And once I finally relaxed and allowed myself to be myself, I started to see a whole different energy dynamic. So everything I do when I work with any of my clients is I'm not going to tell you who you are. You're going to tell me who you are. But before you tell me who you are, you're going to tell yourself who you are because you might not think you're exactly who you are until you go through this process, and it always starts from within. If you have any brand strategist that tries to tell you why your situation, um, why your current perception is wrong, let them prove it to you with sex as y'all go over your life together. Let them run through that with you and let them show you um, that they know what they're talking about. Because if they can't get who you are or they can't tap into that unlocked potential, that little oak seed in your soul to let you emerge, they're not the person for you. But my story, it was bullying, being crying, being alone, feeling suicidal, self-mutilation, feeling like I just wanted to die. All of that helped me become who I, who I am today to help people say, look, this is your voice. This is what you have to say, you know? So we all have to own that.
0: Yeah, you hit on two things right there. First of all, when you stop trying to please everybody. See, that's that's the first issue with a lot of folks, being people pleasers, where they leave a, they live a very mediocre life because they're going to go whichever way it is to not ruffle any feathers. So when someone's trying to please everyone, they're going to pretty much get nothing in return. They're not going to have an interesting life whatsoever because they're not going to go through all those things you just mentioned. They're not going to go through all these these learning processes and 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 having these bumps and bruises or whatever cuz they're being very safe. Being a people pleaser is like one of the biggest ways to try to live as safe as possible because you don't want anyone to be upset with you. Well, when basically you're going to just try to blend into whatever's going on. You're not going to take any chances because taking a chance means that you might offend someone or you might do something that people don't like or something like that, and then you're not going to be able to grow because that's where the growth comes when those challenges come about and you take them on head on and you bump and bust your ass a few times and realize, like, okay, that sucked. you know. But at least i got a story to tell. People that are living a safe life and trying to be a people pleaser, they have nothing to talk about because they're too busy trying to blend into other people's lives and trying to be hidden. They don't want the spotlight on them. They don't want to be seen whatsoever because they don't want anyone bringing attention to them and have to ask them questions like, why are you hanging out with me? And Why are you da that? You want to make those people as happy as possible so they don't bother you. So, therefore, they don't have any stories whatsoever. And like you saying, you know, a lot of these things came to you as far as finding out who you are by being by yourself, being quiet. And that's another thing. A lot of people try to avoid that. A lot of people don't like silence. They don't like the silence. They don't want to have to deal with the voices in their heads because that's where they'll probably start realizing who they truly are. And a lot of times people don't like what they hear when they're, when they're quiet. Because then they have to, now they have to actually do something about it. Because otherwise, now you've been made aware of it. You can't run from it now. It's like, dude, you know what? Why do you care about this person so much? All they do is talk bad about you. They make you feel like crap when you're around them or whatever else. Why do you continue to try to people please and make this person happy when they could give two shits about you? Why do you care about that? And it's like, well, this person's not your friend. Then you start questioning, like, well, damn, do I have any friends? Well, maybe you don't. Doesn't mean you can't go out and get some new ones. It's just that person's not your friend, and that makes you question everything that you that you believed in with about this person about yourself, and now you have to go back and start doing all this inventory now and that becomes an issue for a lot of people they don't want to do that work they don't want to do that inventory they don't want to sit there and have to question all the decisions they've made or decided not to make in the past and so that's the reason why so many people don't have their own voice and makes it very hard for them to be brandable because when you start asking them all those questions. A lot of times they don't have the answers for you and they start thinking like, well, maybe I'm not ready to start off and be a brand or be a company, whatever, because hell, I don't have a voice. I don't even know who I am. I'm actually, they probably realize I'm just doing this to make money. I don't really care about this industry, this business that I'm trying to get into. I just, someone told me this is what I need to do and I need to get someone to write copy for me and and put up a website. That's all they, that's all I read and that's what I believe in. And I honestly don't even care about all this stuff. Or I got a lot of homework to do and they feel like they don't have time. It's like, well, man, I'm never going to have enough time to sit there and figure all this stuff out i need to make money now or my wife's nagging me and i quit my job i gotta make this thing work or else <laughs> so we got all these and you know what going. that
3: can motivate you but that can also screw you up like you know yeah, that buddy. whole um this like yeah i love the fact that i'm an entrepreneur and i own my day but guess what i also like health benefits I don't have that shit no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people people are so, like, gung-ho to push the whole, I need to hurry up and make money fast thing. And the truth is, is the faster you chase it, the faster it'll run, and you'll never get what you right. need to be. And um, those are usually, like, the clients, like, once I smell the desperation, you're not a fit because, number one, you can't afford to work with me. That's one. <laughs> you need your money more than you need to work with me. You need to get a job. Like I, I don't care what people say. I don't care what, um, you know, like I, I. I Worked around a lot of different places, you know, like Fastlane Forum or Secret Entourage and things like that. Like those are, there's wonderful people in all these communities, but there's always this debate about whether or not you're a real entrepreneur. If you have to have a job, um, you need money and sometimes your employer is your secret business investor. So you need money. Right. You don't need to do anything crazy. If you've got a wife, kids, husband, kids, grandma, great, anything, if you have people counting on you, you need to keep your solid income source and then figure out the hustle in your muscle to build whatever you're building on the side. Because once yeah. you come to me and you're like, I don't want to know about my truth and all of the standards there. Okay, that's cool, but you still ain't going to get no clients. And if you do, guess what you'll be doing? Negotiating. You'll be poor. Yeah. You'll be work- yeah. overworked. Yeah. Overworked you don't know who you are what you do it for you just know you doing it for the money and that's exactly when the people who don't want to sign contracts come along and they go oh you know <laughs> I yeah, even even well, they, you they know
1: can you. they can feel the desperation in you and they know they can get away with that so that's the the level mm-hmm. of respect is not there the trainers i know who are desperate the ones who let people train for free and then we will pay you back later and so forth or they haggle with the prices and they actually play that game they're yeah. always chasing after money like you just said when you, you have very you firm rules of no des- I'm, even early in my career I wasn't desperate even when I wasn't making good money I wasn't desperate because nothing good comes out of being uh, no no good decision comes from being desperate and nothing good happens to you appearing to be desperate So you always definitely have to have not. that level of confidence there no,
2: yeah, like yeah, I said, it makes it very hard
0: for you to even get your prices right because you don't even know what your price is what you just charge for your services because you don't know who you are so even you won't stand firm so if you say hey I'm sorry, you know, just to even come and talk to me because you're not picking my brain, just to talk to me. Okay, that's going to be $2,000, man, just to sit there and have a one-hour discussion. What? $2,000? Yeah. Well, man, I mean, I'm just trying to get a couple of ideas, and guess what? I know the ideas that I will give you that $2,000 will look like chump change if you actually act on one thing that I give you. You're going to make that back so quickly. So actually, I'm undercharging. So make that 4000 I changed my mind. So no, 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 no. 2000 is good. 2000 is good. Because you know why? You stood firm. And so they actually like, well, hell. This be, yeah. But just make sure whatever you give them, it's like, make sure that's on, that it's worth that money. And if they don't act on it, that's on them. But at the same time, you know what you're worth, man. If you know what you're worth, they can't tell you a damn thing. They can't make you feel bad for the price that, that you charge. But when you sit there and don't know who you are and what you're worth, they'll, they'll negotiate like, no, nah, I don't know about that, man. I mean, how about we just do this? How about you tell me, you know, we, sp- we spent an hour and then, you know, I'm going to go do this and look, any money I make, then, you know, I- I'll hit you back. I'll give you that 2000 if I actually make some money from the idea
3: you give me.
2: Yeah. And then okay.
3: that's <laughs> when it starts. So, um, so I did make some money, but I had to pay. Like, I've definitely, I've helped friends, just like off GP, like I've helped friends like double their income in the matter of a five minute conversation. And well, I gotta pay this and I gotta pay that. And I'm just looking like, okay, cool. And I recently decided like moving forward because a a client healed me from this. Moving forward, I kind of need, I I need you to run me all my money up front. I (laughs) I, I don't, I don't care about 50% down with 50% later unless we're talking about a significant amount of money because yeah. But if I, like, no, like, I don't have your tax ID number so that I can send you a 1099 so that it's taxed against you because I I, I would do something like that if you did me like that. But at this point, it's like, no, like, I need you to be prepared to pay up front. If you're ready to pay in full, you're ready to get the work done. Exactly.
2: And I actually had a
3: client. You right. know, I gave her an amount, and I was like, man, I know she's going to pay this amount, but I know I'm going to need a payment plan, and I'm going to ask her what payment plan she wants. And I did that, and her response was to directly send me every single dollar up front. No discount, nothing. No like – she just paid the whole thing. She didn't even bother with a payment plan.
1: And yeah. she's yeah, been ready. A, that's the right response. Yeah. And
3: yeah. That, that tells a lot. Like, I – like, I, I, you know, my credit had to suffer, as I learned as an entrepreneur, and just, you know, from me being an irresponsible person. But one of the things, like, I didn't dig myself out of, you know, I didn't get out of the hole that I dug for myself with, you know, a $50,000 a year job. Like, a lot of the jobs that I had to take in order to get where I did today, like, I have, I have two master's degrees, and I was, my last job was, like, thirteen fifty an hour at the cap, and it was ridiculous for me to, you know, quote unquote, settle for that much. But right. that that was the that was exactly the situation I needed in order to 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 work as hard as I needed to. So anything is possible, you know. And I and I learned how to really save money and watch my money in a whole different manner because there were times I did have to go. I I worked a full time job and I still had to go to the food bank. You know, I want once, and I was like, I can't believe this is my life. I can't believe that I worked this hard to get so far. And these are, again, it goes back to branding and sacrifices and development. it's like, if you're at a point where you have to go to the food bank to to manage while you're paying bills and you're working full time, you don't need a brand strategist. You need to focus on surviving and getting out of survival mode. You need to focus on saving your emergency thousand dollars. Um, you need to focus on doing things so that you live a life where $500 is an inconvenience instead of a crisis. Like, it's insane that there are people who make sixty dollars to $80,000 a year, and if something happened today and they needed $300, they don't know where they would turn because they maxed out every card and they look paycheck to paycheck. Um, yeah,
0: trust me. I, I know. I know those. A lot people of people. Here. Well I'm looking at their incomes, I'm like, "You're making how
3: much a year?" Like, oh,
0: with bonuses, I'm making 125 a year. I'm like, and you're struggling. Like, you're living paycheck to paycheck. You know, I don't understand why well, I do. Well, understand. it's like Jim. Jim, and, you know, Jim Rohn you're not said. you money. You know. You know. You're no, money. I mean, first of all, keep you can always your spend money. more. It's easy to spend you know. more than you make, right?
1: We all know that. Like oh, Jim, yeah. Rohn a, Jim Rohn had. Jim Rohn had old saying of. Oh, man, you're $10,000 a month, and you're in debt. And Jim Rohn goes, that's easy Just spend $11,000 every month. It's a lot (laughs) easier to spend money than it is to make. And the problem a lot of people have also is when they start making a good income, they either think at the very worst, they're going to maintain that income, or it's going to go up, right? That's the mentality. So they start spending based on what they think they're going to make down the road, like, well, I'm making 150 this year, next year, I'll be making this. So they start spending today, well, Based on what they think their income is going to be in five years, when it can go the other way as well, you could have some disaster come in life where you're completely well, all, it does,
0: up. all it does. Yeah, in, increasing your income is only going to increase your habits that you're already committing to when you didn't have that.
3: Exactly. Income. So if you were penny Excellent. fishing
0: yeah. before, you'll probably be a bigger tight ass once you start making more money. You know, which which <laughs> is the other side of the spectrum, right there. You know, but you know, <laughs> if you're already a person that spends a lot and wastes a lot, you know, you, you come into some more money, you're just going to Waste even more and spend even That's more. Right. You will go out and find ways to spend more money. You will go out and you'll find create them. friends. You'll cr- yeah. you'll find and it's mooching ass that. friends that you never had before to get to mooch off you harder than the two that you had when you were broke. Now you got like ten, and they're like they're they're like big spenders. And you'll find a way just because a lot of times people also like to be able to complain about it when everything is going great and you're being very responsible and everything is working well. And this is not this hasn't been your lifestyle. You'll realize like, okay, what's wrong here? Nothing's going wrong, so you'll try to sabotage that subconsciously without even thinking, about it, man. and you'll find a way to screw it up because now you have nothing to bitch about. Everything is falling into place, everything's working well, and you like, I can't believe everything no, is. That's crazy. a problem that's for some it. people. It's like that's a problem. Why is everything? Because you know, in their mind, think like, well, it's gonna go wrong sooner or later, so at least I want to be in control. So if it goes wrong, I'm going to make it go wrong. Well,
2: guess what? If things go wrong, it's
0: go wrong anyway.
3: Yeah, that is so true. They don't think they deserve it. And that goes it. across the, board. Goes yeah, across that's the board. Right. Like, the the big leap, Gay Hendricks, he talks about that. He calls it upper limiting. And it's just that self-sabotage mechanism. And it's like Abraham Hicks and you know some hmm. of these other like metaphysical people, they're like, really, it's not about... Um, how bad it is. It's like, how good can it get and how much good can you tolerate? Like, we naturally are scared of things that are too good to be true. Like, I have had relationships fail because people have thought I was too good to be true. And there are situations I've been in where I was like, oh, man, like, I don't know if I can handle this because I don't trust this. This just seems like it's too good to be true. And it's definitely a struggle when you get to that point and you're thinking, why is this everything so good? It's only a matter of time before the other two jobs. And that is an Situation, and it's like again, we have people who do this, but then they run into this. I'm just going to quit everything and be an entrepreneur. You are not ready for five years no. of struggle and hustle to get one good client paying you five grand to make it worth it. You are not ready for tired. Remember the days of AdSense when you would write five hundred word articles and you keyword optimize them, <laughs> and then you 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 get a nickel from AdSense. You get your first click. From a, from an access site, and you're like, oh my god! And then you get your dollar fifty affiliate sale from Dragon Door, oh, yeah. and you're Passive like, income. Man, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, all you're all like, stuff. yeah. Passive
0: income. Yeah, I didn't have to then, do anything. I did this from the home. I didn't have to leave the house. It's like, yeah. yeah, and it's like, no, you should have left the house. Let's add, yeah, let's
3: add <laughs> up all the library books you you borrowed, all the articles you read all the articles you had to write, learning how to do WordPress on your own, which is how I learned. I had to do WordPress on my own. Um, And then then I went to school. Like, I was like, oh, man, I'm passionate about this. I'm going to go get my incident marketing degree. Then I went and got a design degree. That's how I even ended up learning how to brand, do brand strategy because I was making these websites, and I would have these hot pink websites on cheating and infidelity, and I'd be like, why is nobody clicking? Because women who well, have I been cheated them. on don't like pink. <laughs> Lauren, they don't like neon pink and pretty. So you're blinding them, that's why. <laughs> exactly.
2: So I was like, no, those red, need- red
0: background sites with black, you know, with like green text. I'm like, dude, no. what the hell?
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. yeah. my eyes, man. <laughs> Yeah, and it's insane. Like, I feel like if anybody wants to become an entrepreneur, the first thing they need to do is pay off every debt they possibly can, yeah. while yeah. also simultaneously no saving every dollar possible while also learning how to cut back on every expense they have. Because if you cannot cut back on expenses and have at least two different bank accounts, maybe three if you're really good at it, you need to always have your money in different places because when somebody decides to have your bank account or something happens with this client or something happens with that, you've always got this backup pocket of finances somewhere, and then you use your credit cards for what they're for, uh, to get points on Amazon, cash back, or to pay for real emergencies, you don't right. need to do anything else until you, like before I quit my job. Oh, it was hard. I I wanted to to cry every day. Well, I'm lying. I don't cry. It just sounded good, but um, <laughs> you know, like I wanted to <laughs> fight life every day but I paid off like a $2,500 bill that I had then I paid off this $800 credit card then I saved this amount of money I did I like I had two years of tax returns that I had to save and that was just like my emergency money and I had this flow going so I always was about 60 days ahead of any emergencies that may happen I always had at least six, 60 days to figure it out but I didn't have any lingering debts from the past. Debt really changed you to the past. You can't move forward as long as it's dragging itself along you. So anybody who wants to to do anything, first thing you got to do is do that. And then if you can't actually like, you know, say you want to be a a book writer because I write books now, start reading on the craft of writing books. The library is free. Articles are free. You may not necessarily have the ability to quit your job and write full time, and and lay in Starbucks, but you can write thirty minutes a day and read on the craft of writing thirty minutes a day. You can make it a goal to go to a book convention for the kind of books you want to write, whether it's science fiction right. or dystopian or whatever. Like there's ways to do things that mm-hmm. you can do to put yourself in that mindset. But I I literally in my head, like I just I just want to cringe when people are just like. I'm going to quit my job. And no, you don't have a plan because you're going to be miserable when day 64 comes and you're like, day 64 of entrepreneurship. I have three (laughs) grains of rice and I'm fighting. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's
2: not. And these
0: are the people that end up, these are the people that end up talking to us like, you know, oh, you're an entrepreneur? Yeah. I couldn't be an entrepreneur. I tried that once. It's kind of like people like, Mike and I used to hear this all the time in kettlebells. Like, yeah, I, I tried kettlebells. Well, I don't mess with kettlebells, man. They hurt my back. I don't mess with those anymore. That's because your technique sucked. Okay? And this yeah, is the same you're, thing. You're when you them, they're talking head. about entrepreneurship. When you say entrepreneurship right. sucks and doesn't work for you, is because you didn't work it. You sucked at being yeah. an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship didn't suck. And then, and so one of the first things you need to do before you become an entrepreneur, you need to, first of all, wipe out everything in your pers- in your life that you think you deserve. <laughs> That's usually what gets people yeah. in debt. Always talking about what they deserve, like, well, I'm not cutting back on this because you know, I want to go out to eat. I, I mean, I work hard. I deserve to go out to eat. Cut that shit out. Okay, you don't deserve to go out to eat. You don't deserve that new purse. You don't deserve those pants. You don't deserve that new gun because I'm in Texas, and I hear it all the time in the industry that I'm in. Like, man, I just got my income tax check. I'm gonna go buy, I'm going to build me a new AR. I'm like, yeah, but aren't you, isn't your truck falling apart and you need me, you want a ride to the ranks with me? Don't you need to work on that first? <laughs> and first of all, you shoot poorly. You might want to spend money on training instead of buying another gun. And that's <laughs> Quit talking about what you deserve. Like what? Well, They're going to take everything away. I deserve to get a new one. No, you don't. You don't deserve anything. Okay. Just get over that mentality, first of all. So first, that's the first step. Get rid of all those things that you deserve. And then you'll be on, you'll be on the right step right there. You that's the first move the entrepreneurship. Quit thinking about what you deserve and what you're gonna miss out on and all these quote unquote sacrifices that are gonna kill your lifestyle. Okay, look, man, if you choose to be an entrepreneur, that's your lifestyle now. Okay? That's the lifestyle. And it's not all glorious. When you see the puffies and the jay Zs in the world, like, Yeah, I'm trying to be a mogul. Okay, first of all, spell it and spell it
2: correctly. <laughs> and then from there understand
0: what understand what comes with that and you're seeing the afterglow of them being moguls. You didn't see where it all started. You didn't see Puffy back in 1991 at Howard's Homecoming, walking around with a briefcase with this bootleg bad boy sticker on it and passing out flyers, him and one other dude. And you're like, who is this? You, you didn't see Little John coming into the record store I was working in, Atlanta, you know, pretty much like, hey, man, can y'all send my mixtape for me? OK, when he had like a flat top and there was no dreads and he would he was screaming what and yeah and all this other stuff, you know, when he's walking <laughs> into records in Atlanta, you didn't see all this stuff. You didn't see them hustling like that. You see the after effects of that. And people, they see all of us and anything like, yeah, I want to be an entrepreneur just like you guys. And they think it's easy. Like this. There's no such thing as overnight success, man. Get over that. That didn't happen. I don't care who you are. My, only people that are overnight successes, they're not successes. is people who win the lottery. And there are also overnight failures right after that because they didn't work for that. That was a given. And, and trust me, that wasn't even overnight. They bought a lot of lottery tickets, man, to win that lottery. They invested a lot of money in tickets and scratch-offs to try to get – When people even talk tickets. about the lottery, I get
3: pissed off. And they be like, well, you know, the jackpot yeah. is 5600000000 billion. I'm going to – I'm like – Bro, like I'm just gonna go like work and get my guaranteed two hundred and you know fifty dollars, like instead of like, or brat, put like like no, like in I Acorns. can't
2: even
3: like, download no, the like, Acorn like,
0: app and put that twenty dollars for that lottery ticket in the Acorn app. You got twenty dollars burning in your pocket or five dollars that you know you're gonna buy on a lottery ticket. Put that in Acorns and, and they'll actually go make money for you. You don't have to okay. think about it. Just use your no, little yeah. debit card or whatever as, attached to that account, and it, it rounds up to whatever you spend, whether it be bills or whatever else. Whatever's left, it rounds that up, the change, and it puts it into an account and invests it for you. And you don't have to sit there and be the smartest guy on Wall Street. You don't have to sit there and watch CNBC all day long to understand it. it just, it'll do it for you. Even if you're not even working at a corporation where you've got a 401K or whatever else, you can make your own right here with an app. You're on your phone all day anyway downloading BS apps. At least download that one. Start off with five dollars, man, and then guess what? Over time, look how much money you would have in a year, five years, ten, twenty. All the stuff you would have just been spending money on anyway. You actually, you're making it back. Even if you get a savings account, which gives you like a .001 percent return every year. Get something like the Acorns app or Stash or something like that. which is going to give you a bigger return from the same money. It's very easy. These things cost you nothing to download, and you're already spending money, and it's actually taking that money for you. It's almost like having someone to be in charge of your money without you having to spend all the money to actually have someone to do that. It's not that hard. There's always a way, but people find obstacles. I'm like, it's that responsibility
3: thing we talked about. Remember the whole, we'd rather, we'd rather put somebody else in charge of our lives because if we make a mistake, we don't want to be accountable for the fact that we messed up. Not realizing that when you mess up, that's when you learn. And when you learn, that's when you perfect. And when you perfect, that's when you master. And that's Exactly. exactly why when you come to me and say, I just need to hurry to make this money. You ain't my client, and you has to go. And God bless you, and God speed, and goodbye. Like I don't have the I don't have the capacity for that. Like there are people who, and I've seen this with clients that have made two hundred thousand dollars for year in salary, who just they don't have the time because they want to hurry up and prove that their idea is viable. And you do the work for them, and then you go look for your. You know their website and your portfolio, and the website is down because they don't want from doing hair weave to credit repair to hustling old pencils to wholesaling, and now they just they just now they want to Instagram. No, now they're an Instagram brand, so now yeah. they're an influencer.
0: What? Yeah, exactly. You know that's always funny to me. They're they're Instagram influencers, but they have like two hundred people following them. I'm like, oh, your influence <laughs> is not reaching very far. <laughs>
1: They just know them really well. Those 200 people are exactly. <laughs> intimates in their circle. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. I think I think with I think with entrepreneurs, the ones who are successful successful automatically do all the things you two just mentioned. Automatically, you put expenditures down to the minimal. Automatically, you focus your energy on building it, and usually, you've already started it before you quit whatever the job is. I mean, when I, when I got fired from the last job I ever had, I was, I was already making things happen in the fitness business. I was writing articles for a magazine for pay. I had a couple online clients. So when I got laid off and decided I wanted to get into this, it was just stepping up the action, taking massive action on the things I was already doing. So that's a much different scenario than someone who quits a job or gets fired from a job and hasn't done anything on the endeavor they want to get into and decide, okay, now I'm going to start well, you better have a lot in savings if you're going to do that. And if you don't, if you have a lot of debt and you don't have much in savings, you're going to create this clusterfuck that's just going to blow up in your face inevitably.
3: Agreed. 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 And that that's the scary part is like, we're so used to having this guaranteed source of income through employment that right. for those of us who do want to make the switch, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's scary new the world. Or you think you can just go in and because you saw, you know, and copywriters do this. Man, this one little trick turned my uh, computer into an ATM. <laughs> now my wife wants to stay in the night. No, it, 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 it doesn't, it's not like that. Like, it, it's all like it's not like that. You know, like, the, like, if I could go back to, like, when I first had a job, like, my first job was, like, 13 or 14, The first I would have saved half of every paycheck. Like, now that wouldn't have been a lot of money, but I would have learned to have saved half of every paycheck from then through high school up until the day I moved out because I didn't have to pay any bills until I moved out because I would have been in the habit that I will, oh, I will never be without. And one of the things that right. really, really drives people like, like I don't care if you have a job or not, learn to take one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars or ten percent, whichever you feel comfortable with, of every freaking check you get, and put it in a bank account that you don't use every day, because right. that right. it's going to start off small first. But it's going to build up and that $100 will become 500 and you'll be like, Oh my God, it's 500. It's so pretty. Then you'll get tempted because again, that self-sabotage we, we spoke about, you'll get tempted to spend it. Like, oh, hey, <laughs> it's just one little 20 fat out of t shirt or it's just, you know, it's just a couple of beers with the guys. No, don't spend it. Like I said, put it in a bank account that you forget about and learn to live on the rest. Then it's going to hit a thousand. And you're going to feel like, yes, I'm in that one comma club. Then you'll hit like ten thousand, and you're like, ooh, I'm a G. And then like you know you go from there, but it's like that turns a that 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 turns a crisis into an inconvenience as opposed to you know like I remember my tire blew out and I was in the thick of it, and I posted the picture on Facebook and I wasn't thinking nothing of it. I was just like I just ain't got you know whatever. I was I was really working on this tire until I could get money, but I didn't know when I was gonna have it. My father gave me the money because, yay, that's what my dad does. And I, you know, was just blessed. But I realized, like, wow, what if I did not have my dad? I'm all the way in Texas. He's in New York. By the grace of him being a Facebook worker, he saw the tire. And he did something about it because that's his child. I'm his child. But now if that were to happen to me again, God forbid, I can handle it. I won't be happy about the fact that I can handle that, I that I ha- got to handle it, but I can. I'm not in the position I was before, and it's just so scary that we are taught to work really hard for nothing, and to not value ourselves and our labor enough to really preserve what we're doing. We're taught you worked hard, so just give it all back to society by spending it all. No,
0: yeah. it's so funny in a capitalist society that that's so socialist, <laughs> and, so, and so and so So I always laugh at people when they bring all these different things. I'm like, you you know, a lot of this stuff is all intertwined. There's no either or. It's not you know, it's all about capitalism, socialism, you know, communism. It's like there's a mix of all of it, and it starts from the time we were in school all the way up. It's like bust your ass, and you know, you got to give back to society. Bust your ass, and you work if you work really hard, then one day you can retire with this. I'm like, work really hard for who? Oh, well, you know, don't start you know, thinking about yourself, don't be so selfish, thinking about working for yourself. That's very selfish you know there there you know there's companies out there that need good workers. I'm like, yeah, okay, but trust me, not everyone is in a position to be an entrepreneur. A lot of people don't have that muscle to do that, but my thing is so yeah, if you are working for someone, and that's what you're happy, you're truly happy doing that. That's where the real question comes when you're true, are you truly happy right. doing that you know, and that's the choice that you're that you're making, not the one that's been thrust upon you or you've been brainwash to think that that's your only option well when, when do you okay if you know that you have other options and you choose ah, i don't want to do that i'm good doing this and i'm happy doing this then damn it do it you know at the same time but don't don't be that person who thinks like well this is all i have you know and i'll be wrong if i try to do something else no, you know you got to grow up and step away from all that because that's someone else's way of thinking that was their way of life then you know hey that that was them but you can make a change once you're old enough to really, once you're, <laughs> I'm saying in black culture, once you get out of, your mama's, out, out of your mama's house and no longer under her roof, you can finally do what you want to do. You can be a grown-up and do grown-up things like making your own decisions all the way around that impact your life. And if those decisions come back and bite you in the ass, hey, take the bite, put some New Year's on it, bandage it up, cover it up, keep on moving. That's what you do. And that's how you learn, and it'll be worth it because it was your story. It wasn't your mom's story. It wasn't your dad's story. It's, it was yours. It's like it was a choice that you made on your own, and you dealt with it. Whether it was good consequences, I don't even say good or bad consequences. You know, the, was it? Did it come out as a great result, or was it a learning experience that didn't quite work out? That's how you need to look at it. And I think too many people think like, okay, well, this is working out well, or that was bad like, was it really bad? It's bad is when you keep doing it over and over again, and you refuse to understand, like, this way is not working. So I think that's why a lot of folks like to go and work for someone else because they don't have to make those decisions. It's like, hey, Peterson, do this. Okay. Here, here's this work. I need you to do this. Okay. Whew, no responsibility there. All I just need to do is do what I'm told. I don't have to make any real conscious decisions. Exactly. Go back, you know, hey, go home, watch TV, and tomorrow, wake up, do it all over again, you know, because it's safe. At least in but
3: these minds, are the people that also end up miserable when they hit 39, 40, oh, yeah. 42. Yeah, because those years right by 50, them. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then they're, like, literally sitting up there talking about legacy. Like, I had a recent breakup, <laughs> and it was over, like, I'm ready to get my legacy together, but I'm not ready to let go of what I'm what I'm used to having. And I'm like, bro, like, I've been there. I've done that. Let me help you. It, the, it was like I could not move this dude. And I was like, look, I'm not going to sit here and keep waiting. And then it was like, you're irrational and you're wrong. And it's like, yo, no, I'm tapped out. Like, you're you're literally – this is inertia at this point. Like, like, the whole rug has been pulled from beneath you. And you're literally sitting up here thinking that the rug will just bloom like brass again. Like, it's gone. Like, there's nothing. Like, it's insane. And people just, like, they allow that – Fear to paralyze them. They allow the I don't know what's going to happen to paralyze them. Here's the truth you can go to a job that you've been going to every day since 1985 and get fired and lose everything anyway. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, it's called our will employment. Yeah. You know? yeah,
1: exactly. And that happens all the time.
3: It, yeah. I remember I, I, remember I would, copyright. I would say
1: you're. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: No, I was just going to say like I remember like it was traumatizing for me. Like I had finally got this nice copywriting gig at a copywriting agency. I don't know what you guys know about about marketing agencies, but there's alcohol <laughs> all over the place. Alcohol. So it's like it's, it's like a frat house when you work for a <laughs> like, nice man, little marketing <laughs> agency. So I went from like getting a nice little salary and like drinking wine by 10 a.m. every morning to. <laughs> okay, we lost our biggest client. Everybody is laid off, and we don't know when we're gonna have your final check, but we will and Then, having to go back to retail, it was devastating. Nothing is guaranteed. We're just taught that it is you know and and I mean, yeah, like I feel like i i wasted I don't feel like I wasted, but I feel like if I had really known at twenty three what life would have been like now that I'm like thirty three I would have done things so much differently. So when I see people genuinely just sitting on their tail, arguing to hold on to everything that they think they know, I'm like, man, I hope you don't get the rude awakening that I really feel like you will get. But,
0: but actually, they okay. need that. I mean, just like you needed that at 23. Yeah, exactly. you know, to Appreciate it now. It's like, so, you know, you actually needed that to happen at 23. And the good thing is it happened at 23. Now, when it happens at 43, that sucks. Okay, well, 53 or 63, like, dude, you know you're on the way out right now, period, like the real way out. So this is, this is not the time to sit there and like, oh, man, I need to, I need to reinvent myself. Like, who, who am I? I need to find out who I am. I need to find out just, you know, what it is that I want. Like, dude, just 65 years old. I mean, I, uh, say, bro, I mean, yeah, I know there's a lot of technology going on as far as, like, extending life, but, dude, you've missed a lot of life. You know, by doing the same thing over and over again. So you might want to kind of speed it up, buddy. So it's not the time to go find yourself. You should be yeah. reinventing yourself. You can, you a million can, still, times over you can still
1: figure it out at that age, but the deck is stacked against you now. It's harder now. I yeah. mean, I, we all know people who are, I know people that finally made a pivot in their 60s. They got laid off from a job that they didn't like, but they were getting paid well, so they just suffered through it by their choice. And then finally, it's over, and they transition to something they always wanted to do, something that pays considerably less, but they enjoy it, and something they've always wanted to do. So you see those pivots every once in a while, but for the most part, you're right. The longer you go down that road, the harder it's going to be to break away from it. The best thing that ever happened to me was getting laid off from the last job I ever had, 28. And it was a good paying job, at least I felt so at the time, and I probably wasn't going to quit anytime soon. I was working on building other things that I got into 100% when I got laid off. But I wasn't planning on quitting anytime soon. So who knows how much longer that would have dragged out, that process, that comfortable process. But once I got laid off, and it was the third job I had been laid off from in a short time frame, a couple years, I go, that's it. I'm going to go right into this thing 100%. You have to have that moment of fed up. If you're not fed up, 100% fed up, like the idea of working for someone else is nauseating, then you're really not ready to be an entrepreneur
0: yeah, that's the thing. You
1: know, I can agree just, with
3: that completely. That Pain
0: pain will change you, man. Pain will change you. If you're yeah. not, you're not suffering enough, you're not going to change, man. You're not. That's Whether right. that's, you know, being an entrepreneur or just, you know, weight loss or whatever else, man. Relationships. Right. When right. it gets, pain, when it gets too painful and you're like, you know what? F this. I don't need this. That's when you make that change. But for a lot of people, yeah. it's not painful. It's the only time. And they're like, I don't understand right. why I can't stop, you know, eating cheese. I'm like, it ain't painful enough yet. He <laughs> said, you haven't had enough <laughs> gas and bloating enough to stop eating cheese. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: okay. You need to have yeah, more man. people
1: around you complaining. You need some negative feedback here. <laughs> Going, <on>, damn, man. <laughs> You start getting nicknames and so forth. Then at that point, you might exactly. <laughs> reconsider that behavior. <laughs> You're known as the odorist assassin at the gym. You know, then you might start exactly. thinking, you know what? Maybe I you should take a shower gym. before coming to the gym instead of waiting till afterwards. Maybe I should put deodorant on before going to the gym. Isn't that a great idea?
3: <laughs> like,
1: yeah, that that'll help. That'll help a lot. You know? <laughs> yeah. with Without that fed up point, people that I that are just they just like the idea of trying something. I'm, like, yeah, I'm going to give that a shot, see how it goes, and they give themselves a the time frame. Eh, if it doesn't work out by this point, I'll just move on to this. I go, just move on to that right now, because you're already giving yourself a It's just a little hobby for you. You're just going to play around. It's like a little tennis match with your neighbor. I'm going to just try it out. Have fun. It's like, well, that's not a business. You <laughs> know, That mentality is not going to build a business.
3: I agree, and it's like It's cool if you just wanna dabble. Like there's like there there's no hard rule of like how much of an entrepreneur or how much of a business owner you have to be, except that it works with what your overall goal is. Like for me, I'm all about freedom. At this point it's freedom. My priorities would be totally different if I was like a single mother with two kids. Then it would just be about it would be it would be a lot more about security. Your right. business has to reflect who you are and where you're going. You know, it does not make sense to be in business for something you're not passionate about just to make another $200 a month. It makes a lot more sense right. if you're passionate about what you're doing and you might only make $200, but you still feel in a sense of spiritual or emotional fulfillment There's a completely right. different energy to it. But if you're obsessed with something and it's years and years and years and you're not making money, but you won't let it go. Yeah. You are an entrepreneur. You just have a lot of holes in the system. Like I like, I've been doing what I was doing for like 10 years. And within the past year, I finally started plugging the holes that allowed me to go, Oh, so that's what I was doing wrong because I was doing it for years without getting paid. And I remember somebody said to me, I don't know what you dedicated about, cause you you broke and you ain't making nothing, but you you are certainly focused and dedicated. Like you know, I just I just have to tell you that. And I just all I could do was laugh, you know, because it was like, yeah, I am. Like I'm doing this pretty much for free. Like I I don't I don't care though. <laughs> um, and that's just what it is. But if you just want something, like I have friends who like they're good at at what they do, but they're not going to quit their day job. And I'm not mad at them. I get annoyed low-key when people do this thing where they try to make it like, if you're not an entrepreneur, you're a loser. Well, I mean, you know, that sounds good. But (laughs) the truth is, like I said before, having health benefits was kind of nice. You know, like, you know, I mean, the deductibles were BS. But, you know, a (laughs) prescription – for $500 is not in my budget, so if you if, if something were to happen to me and the ambulance would come, I'd be like, yo, bro, it's just cheaper for me to die, so just like, let, 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 me, let me call, let me no, give I'll my parents Uber. my PIN number. <laughs> yeah, let me call an Uber. No, don't let send an ambulance. Give me an Uber, man. Number.
2: It'd be a
3: lot cheaper.
2: <laughs> let me go <laughs> ahead Uber's and awful. put this
3: on Facebook Live, <laughs> because I ain't got it, bro. I'm not going. You're not putting me in there. I can't afford that ambulance. I'm good. But you have to do what you have to do. And that, and that's the important thing. Like, you can't just say, well, I hate my boss. I'm going to quit and be an entrepreneur. You ain't got a plan. You ain't got right. a plan. And if your plan is, I'm going to make this money in 30 days, like, with what skill set? Do you even know what you're amazing at? Do you even know, um, what you're capable of? Do you have? Any idea of of the other costs like like one of the big things that happened when I was laid off is I had just paid for a five well just signed up to pay for a five thousand dollar coaching program, and I'm not going to name the coach because this is not the coach's fault. this is my lesson. I had to make payments of five hundred and seventy seven dollars a month, and I had no money, and I had no job, and I could not get another job making what I was making at the last place. So I had to learn with almost nothing in my pocket how to hustle and make ends meet so that I could pay this coach for her stuff. And not only did I struggle to pay for the coaching, by the time I actually got into the modules, I realized, oh, damn, I need money to pay for the ads. I need money to pay for the emails. I need energy to focus. I became that person who needed to hurry up and make the money. But I also had to spend more money to make money. And even as an internet marketer, doing everything yourself gets exhausting and I'm not perfect at everything. So it just became right. this big lesson in, you know, pay off everything first and don't invest in something that you can't afford to lose. And by that, it's like, you can't go to the coach and say, well, I lost my job, to had my five grand back. They already are rendering <laughs> their services. It's not their problem right. that you can't pay. And if you're on a payment plan, it's not their problem that you can't pay if they're gracious, they'll work with you because that's what my coach did. But it's not their problem that you can't pay because you signed a contract that said you are not want to pay. The same way in Texas, you don't, you don't pay your rent. You, you pretty much evicted within like two weeks. He's like, hey, uh, these people don't care. Take it,
2: take it from a no.
0: homeowner. Take, take it, we have rental property. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even though, Even though in Texas, what sucks about that, they, they don't get out in two weeks. They still have about another six weeks before they legally have to be out when you go through the process. So they, they it's funny how the brokest people know the system better than people who are actually trying to make money, okay? <laughs> who are actually trying to like be a part of and build that system. They find so many. They know they have time. And so they're like, I'm not paying rent because by the time you kick me out, they'll give me about two months to find me another place, and I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> so it's so funny You know how, what?
2: It's insane. But it's like if you it use is... that
0: creativity to actually create a, an actual business, Instead of trying to scheme and scam and be shy, God, you'll be so successful. And it's so funny how so many people, the the shadiest people have the smartest minds when it comes to business, but they use it for the wrong reasons. Whereas the people that want to get into all this necessarily don't have that mind for business because they still have that very worker bee mentality. And so it's so odd. It's funny how the best marketing, even I've always said this, the best marketers out there, especially when it comes to like MLM, the best MLM. Companies out there are drug dealers, okay? That's the biggest M- MLM pyramid scheme <laughs> you've ever seen between them and, and politicians with taxes, okay? Because they have a lot. I mean, you want to start talking about Ponzi schemes. You know, these guys, they know how to work it in politics. And when it comes to MLM and building a team to go out and, and push the product for you that you're not buying anymore and that you don't want to do the work, drug dealers have that mastered. It's like And when it comes to just online marketing, no one can beat the adult entertainment industry. Almost everything that these quote-unquote marketing masters try to teach, they learn from the adult industry from the late 90s and early 2000s, where even comes from video marketing, all this stuff. And so it's crazy how the people that get shunned the most are the ones where all the people that are shunning them are getting their business tactics from. It's amazing how that works, man.
3: <laughs> and how do you feel about network marketing overall?
2: I don't... I have a whole
0: chapter
1: on why I hate it in my, my Live Life Aggressively book like, why here's I hate network thing. marketing?
0: Yeah, here's my here's, thing. When, well, when he anyone says, like, you is, know, it's a great business opportunity, I want to punch them in the face because <laughs> I'm like, get away from me. Or it's like, you know, you get to own it, your own business. So I already own my own business. It's not your own business, dude. You're working for someone else. You're doing work. Right. You're a foot soldier. That's like the dope deal on the corner saying that he is a, a drug kingpin. No, the kingpin is someone you'll never see because you're so far at the bottom of the barrel. First of all, you can't even, like – You don't even breathe the same air this person breathes. You'll never know who this person is. In fact, they don't even know who you are. That's how far removed you are from each other. Now, don't think about MLM okay, you show up for a convention once a year, and you see the 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 head of the company on the stage. You know, even then, he's not necessarily the head of the company. You know, there are other investors who you'll never see that invested in that company and invested in this scheme that's going on. So I just, I hate when they sit there and say, yeah, somebody, you have your own business. I have my own business. And guess what? I'm not sitting there duping people (laughs) to buy a bunch of product from me to go out and sell it for me so I don't have to do any work. Having an affiliate program and having an MLM is two different things. Okay, so it's way. I mean, also,
1: the the goal is not even to sell a product necessarily. It's to legitimize a chain letter, right? No one joins (laughs) a network marketing company because they want to work hard selling the product. They want to pass the buck. So the product just makes the whole thing legal. It's basically a chain letter where back in the day, (laughs) you you would say, "Hey, send me five bucks, and I'll send you five bucks, and then three people (laughs) will send you five bucks." Right? It's just a bunch of money shuffling around for nothing. But that's the mentality of of people when they get into that industry is they don't want to go in there and go, man, I love these skincare products. I want to get as many of my – I want to get as many people using them as possible because I know it helps them. That's not the mentality. The mentality is I'm going to make a little bit of money selling this so that I have a story to tell to someone to get them to sell it. And then once I get them to sell it, I don't have to sell it anymore. And then they get more people and so forth, and then I'm just kicking back collecting royalty checks on other people having the illusion that they can get to where I'm at. But now having said all this, there is a level of a pyramid type scheme in society in general. You know, every opportunity has a limited amount of people that are going to be successful with it. For example, when I got into the kettlebell world, I was at the very beginning of that ground floor opportunity and I helped create the wave that pushed it into where it eventually went. So not only was I, position to take advantage of a great opportunity i helped create a great opportunity now a bunch of other people that were around at the same time they benefited from being around so there were many successful trainers that came out of those formative years fast forward to now though if someone gets into it now someone decides i want to do what mike did all those years i'm going to be a kettlebell instructor i'm going to travel the world i'm going to make videos it's not going to be easy or if even possible for someone to get into it now and have that same level of success because it's too far down the line. So there is there is a metaphor of network marketing in in everything, but in, in network marketing it's it's very blatant. You know exactly what you're getting into.
3: It really to me, I get like I definitely get it, but to me the game changer is the minute they decide that they want to change their commission it's over. Oh, yeah. the minute they decide yeah. they want to pull, it's over. Like, jobs do that
1: too. Done... Yeah. Huh? a lot of sales jobs do that, too. I worked at a company called Service Magic, and I came up with a good system to maximize getting a lot of merchants into it without having to go merchant to merchant like a lot of other people did. I started taking advantage of email marketing techniques. So anyway, I maxed out their commission structure <laughs> a couple of months in a row and they decided to just shuffle the debt. They go, you know what? People are doing too well with this. So now we're going to make it harder. Now you're going to have to work twice as hard to make what you were making with the previous system. So that 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 kind of commission structure scam, changing scam is is pretty common.
3: So yeah, and and but you know what I do see like like network marketing is like it's not for everybody, but for those who can take take it and run with it. It can be good. Like, I think the number one thing is, is are you actually selling? Do you actually have something worth selling? Or are you selling just like the fantasy, which is pretty much what you alluded to, is a lot of times people are worried about selling the fantasy, so they don't have to do anything. That's the same thing with the whole passive income thing online. Like, remember, like, back in the day with the… Force life Toaster and all that, that other stuff. It's like, let's sell you, like, right. these click-throughs and these, these, this passive income and all of this other stuff so that you can make this money. And the truth is, it's like
2: right, right. Um,
3: one of the books that really changed my mind or, like, opened my perspective on why, you know, I respect network marketing, if it's a real product, you know, and and, and, and if you believe in it, if you like it, I love it, I'm not going to, you know, hitch down on it. But what you will not do, like you said, is call me up out of nowhere and say, Oh, I know I haven't spoken to you in over a year, but come to this informational meeting um, because I want to talk to you. No, I don't want to talk to you. I will block your phone number yeah, the, when you get on the meeting. phone. Yeah. But um, the book was um, The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco, and he basically uh-huh. just, like, laid it out. Like, the minute they decide they don't want to pay you, it's it's gone. It's ripped from beneath you. And I had different, you know, companies and stuff like that. But I also don't resonate with anything that starts off with, let me tell you about this opportunity or come to this meeting or, you know, you're you're not like, I remember this Avon lady told me, you weren't successful because you didn't try hard enough. And I'm like making money with passive income on like books that I wrote myself. Like if you don't get out <laughs> of my get out of mother's house with your MLM nonsense, because I know you still have a full-time job. You're not going to tell me anything like don't tell me how to do some shit you've never done, okay? You don't know anything about a six-figure lifestyle, like you—you you don't. Because if you did, you would not be over here arguing with me about joining your downline. You don't. Look. Right. And, get like you know and get offended. And get
0: offended when they get offended and snappy and defensive. That's when you know, like, see that right there is the reason why I'm not doing it. That's the reason why, like, why are you getting offended? Like, you come and tell me, like, you know, I don't believe in self-protection, man. I don't, I don't understand why you're teaching them I'm like, okay, good for you. You might want to go look it up. Or you can ask me. Or if you don't care, good for you. I don't get offended because I, I know what I'm doing and what, what I benefits sleep at come night. from. It. I sleep <laughs> yeah, at exactly. night and I have money. And that's what, at, what you just said right now. Well, I mean, you have to, you have to look at the whole thing.
1: You have to look at the whole thing logically, too, okay? If, if I open up a subway down the street for me, I don't want sincere opening up one right next to me, and then I don't want five other friends opening up ones right next to that. So when you have to look at, so if you're trying to sell a product, why do you want everyone else to try to sell the same product? You want the to sell the product exact so product. that, the
0: exact yeah, exactly.
1: Product. I go, but we're like, well, my yeah, supplement. My, Jimmy
0: John's next to me, then I got an option. I got Jimmy John's. I got Subway. <laughs> You know, they're both sandwiches, but there are two different types of sandwiches here. But we're all doing a block full of Subways, like or a block full of Starbucks. I'm like, come on, man. It's like we're kind of eating <laughs> up each other's profit margin here, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. It, it, it requires a little bit of diversity. And to me, it's like the saturation is also the problem. Like That's the me, other thing. It would be a problem. whole lot better if there were a solid product. And then they were like, all right, we're only allowing, you know, 10 reps in this area, So only 10 reps yeah, can be exactly. in this area right. and right. stuff like right. that. That's this right. is just the thing yeah. where it's like, everybody is selling Avon. Everybody that's the BCA meeting with catalogs, like I don't have time to be. Well, able. I mean, even and, in a
1: different real world, CrossFit gyms are having the same problem too. And that's not yep. under an MLM scheme, but when, when CrossFit first blew up, CrossFit's first phase of blowing up was around 2005, 2006. And then it went into a serious growth phase where, Small towns, Even Las Vegas went from two CrossFit gyms to probably more than 30 at least at this point. And it's a small city. So what happened is initially, if you were one of those first CrossFit box owners, you did really well, even if no one knew who you were, because they're not coming for you, they're coming for the brand. And that's the negative on that front. As a strength coach, you want them coming for you, not the brand, but anyway, separate point. But those people did well because the CrossFit brand was so strong. They're doing really well. Then it got to the point where, It went from two CrossFit gyms in Las Vegas to now 30. No one's doing as well. Now everyone's scraping. Now they're all fighting each other for a little bit of money. So when a few people are doing it, it works really well. When everyone tries to do it, you hit that saturation point, like you said, and now it dilutes what's available dramatically.
3: Definitely. And then when we get into the whole brand thing, you are forced. That's where the whole, I have an influencer, I have this lifestyle I'm living. You have to really these days. You have to really live the lifestyle. You can't just go rent a Louis Vuitton bag and cover everything. Right, like right. like for me, my pet peeves are the girly brands with the soft pink and the gold. Like every like the, I that Insta brand look, I immediately just like want to take my cute little fist and smash it into my iPhone every time I see it. Because I'm like, you guys, like who told who decided? That soft pink and gold were the automatic colors of Boss Bays everywhere. I'm not talking about the main Boss Bay brand. I actually wrote for them. I'm cool with them. I know, whatever. But just the general, like, everybody's like, oh, now I get six figures in my all-white manicure sitting at the beach. First of all, I've been to the beach, and I'm too hot. To sit on the beach with a laptop. Plus, there's no Wi-Fi, so we're not we're not even going to go there with that <laughs> whole fantasy of this laptop at the beach thing going
1: and on. And you're getting sand in your laptop that, too, man. That beach yes. is going to get that beach is going to get uncomfortable real fast. It's going to get hot out there. It's gonna I am going to kick back on the beach all day with a martini. I go. Have you ever been to the beach? You know, after about an hour, or 2 you're ready to leave the beach. <laughs> the idea of sitting there all day long doing nothing—that's <laughs> going to get no. old. And, <laughs>
3: No, but the laptop lifestyle is so glamorous. But then when you take it, it's like you're not allowed to brand around the brand you've already brought into because you paid to buy into the brand. So right, right. you can't brand that product, so you have to brand yourself. So you have like the beach body coaches who are like, you know, I used oh. to wake up at six AM full of anxiety. And now, like, my life is free, and I get to talk to my daughter, and she won't wear pants, and she peed on the carpet. But these are the moments that are worth it. And I'm like, that's (laughs) – if you want to make your life worth it, tell me how. and join my pumpkin smoothie challenge starting on the 23rd. And I'm like, but this – You know, my philosophy is – anyone
1: who walks up to me pitching anything – it's not going to be good <laughs> because if it were, you wouldn't need to do it in this context. I'm not going to be walking through the Cosmo and then someone comes up to me with my best interest, you know, offering me something that's in my interest. It's like, hey man, I just saw you walking through here. Let me tell you about something. It's like, wow, that's a great idea. I can't believe it happened here at the Cosmo. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know I needed that in my Yeah, mind.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. But. Yeah, I mean, I I do think that it's good for helping you build confidence. It's it's good for helping you learn rejection. It's good for helping oh, you. hundred yeah, I mean, percent. You're gonna learn. A listen, no. like Like, 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 like being able to take a no is a big thing. A lot of people can't take it. That's no, true. No, like I, oh no, you're gonna
1: take, to take a lot take of it. You're gonna take a lot of it. I I did network marketing when I first got out of college. That's why I know. I mean, I know a lot about it, and i had a very negative experience with it. But I will agree with you on that point. I learned the very very crucial sales skills that's face-to-face rejection just the ability to pr- approach someone you know a lot of people would have a hard time doing that on anything just walk up to a stranger and start a conversation just the ability to do that that's a very valuable skill and then i had to do a bunch of presentations in front of groups so i'll give you that for sure picked up a lot of beneficial skills along the way that i still use today
3: yeah, definitely and and i i i think that if it's like Say you like, like my mom used to do Mary Kay, but she actually like really loved it. And she, and she more so loved the idea of helping women feel pretty. So if they, they you're mm-hmm. not looking to like retire or, and you know where this is in your life and you're not trying to like crush it. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Like everybody, we, we all need, like, like, We all need janitors and house cleaners and and cooks and butchers. Like, I listen, if you told me I had to kill my meat, I would be a vegan. Like, I'm not doing that. So there's a place for everything (laughs) in society. No, yeah, yeah. There's a place (laughs) for everything in society. And it's just like you just got to figure out which business model or which mode of entrepreneurship actually works with what you want to do.
1: Right, right. No, that's definitely true. And I think that's probably a good place to wrap up. We've been going on for a while here. So appreciate your time.
3: Um, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a very yeah, good – uh, wow. I think it's been two two hours. I'm pretty, yeah. pretty good. <laughs> I think good I've conversation. done enough we're talking good. for the rest of the month. I'm good now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's all right. That's, that's why we do this show. Yeah, exactly. I got all my talking. I don't even talk to anyone now. I'm good for the rest sure, of the no, week. No, good.
3: <laughs> She always see likes board. likes, and tweets from me, likes, retweets, and tweets. I'm not answering the phone. I'm good. I'm resting my voice. <laughs>
1: so well, what do you have going on? Where can people find out more about your services?
3: Um, You can go to laurendoll.com, www.lauryndoll.com. My Instagram is at laurendoll, of course. Um, My Twitter is laurenzall and if you want to email me it's lauren at laurenzall i try to keep it pretty simple so it's either twitter instagram email on my website it's all um,
0: good branding that's what that is oh
3: yeah. yes <laughs> it's just yes and then if you think that's that i like too much but you love it youtube laurenzall i'm there too
1: <laughs> <laughs> well very cool we well, appreciate it great talking to you
3: Dan, no, yes, definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you speaking with you. You definitely gave me some things to think about. Um, I'm about to go finish watching that Netflix series we talked about. So this is going to be a yeah, good for me.
1: Yeah, I'm going to start watching <laughs> it. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
1: No, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what you think of it as you go along. I think I'm on the oh, last definitely. episode or, or starting it soon. Yeah, it's a really good series.
3: Yeah, you said you were on episode three. So you're you like right there. So, yeah. and I'm about to hit episode yep. two. Yeah. All right. Well, thank Very you cool. so much. All right. Take All
1: care. right. You have a great All one. Time. Thanks, Lauren. You take care. All right.
3: Care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Well,
1: bye. That was good, man. That was yeah. uh. You never you never know what to expect with certain guests. I just I just look at certain people and I just get a vibe going. Huh? That'd be a cool person to talk to on the show. You never know All where right. it's going to go, <laughs> but sometimes it can. You can be a total goose egg, and you guys aren't going to hear those episodes because
2: they never
1: make it to the light of day. Yeah. That's the great thing about this show. It's not live. So if we have a guest who sucks, we have a story, but you're not going to hear that story.
0: The
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> guest starts really going off with some stuff that's just way like, whoa, how do we get here? You won't hear that either. Or, or maybe some things they don't, or want to or right. they don't want to be heard, and we're going to make sure you hear it. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm like, just between, between us. Them, us are you?
2: I'm of, like, oh, well kind of
0: yeah. <laughs> You're not going to post what I just said, are you? I'm like, I-, I wasn't thinking about it, but now that you brought it up, yes, because obviously you didn't want it to get out there. You shouldn't have said it. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> we're not saying anything well, on here that we're, we're not going to be able to defend. In front of, like, someone said, hey, I heard you said this about me. Yep. yep. Well, that was messed up. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. blocking I'm blocking you. And <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of uh,
2: my, my friend Keith
1: my friend Keith in in college i remember one time he was arguing with this girl who lived on our dorm floor and then she had like short shorts on and she's walking out. Keith goes, Fat ass, right? He said it he didn't say it super loud that everyone would hear it, but he, he didn't he didn't mumble it either, right? He said it. Right. So she comes back in, she goes, What did you say? And he goes, I said you have a fat ass. He's like, What you think I'm gonna change my <laughs> he's like, You think I'm gonna change what I said just because you heard it? And, and it's just this look on her face. She had nowhere to go because she was expecting immediately what most people do in that situation because they're people pleasers like you. They say something right. someone they're like, oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean it. It's Like, yeah, you did, you said it. So what? What I, yeah, I right. <laughs> this this memory is burned. I mean, it's burned in my memory this eve because I can just remember how no hesitation whatsoever. He took ownership. You know, he right. didn't he didn't try to evade or be like, oh, well, never mind. You know, like, well, well, most people will do that situation. Oh, that's what I thought. And she walked off. My out. bad. Just
2: took yeah, and all
1: that. And she had nowhere to go yeah. with her response. She's like, oh, you're an yeah, asshole. I said what like yeah, he may be an asshole, but he's an honest one, and he owned it. So there's something to be learned
0: from that. Look, man, they may have fake—they may have fake breasts out there, but a fake asshole—that's like the worst. So like, you, you at least want that to be real, damn man. Like, you're a real asshole. Thank goodness, because there's always the alternative. It's like a. Uh, that movie white,
1: <laughs> that movie of white girls where he finds out that she's a man, but it, it, it's a black man. That's what bothered him. It wasn't the fact that yeah. she's a man; <laughs> it, it was that she's huge. a black man. Yeah. He thought it was a white. He thought he had this white chick, and it turns out it's a black man. He's like, man, I can't believe you lied to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> but if we were a white dude, it probably would have been okay. If this guy's behind, you know.
0: It's a double dupe. It's like, man, you're a brother too? Damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The double was too
1: much to take. If It was just one. That's okay. People no, have fool me one, to But then but fool me twice like, well, damn. <laughs> yeah. like Simultaneously. You know? People can't take that.
0: Oh, man. Cool, man. All right, folks. You know what to do? Head over to both our websites. Use that coupon code LLA and get 10% off all of our products over there as well as Head over to iTunes and Stitcher, leave a review, rate us, let the world know about us, give us good positioning in all those platforms. That's what those rates, rating and reviews does for us. It makes us more available to other people out there to know about the show. And also, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash podcast, become a monthly subscriber. And there was quite a few people that were seeing the lenses today while we were doing our show with Lauren. So they got to see and they're already excited about this show coming out. So well, now cool. if you're hearing this, it came out. <laughs> but prior to that, people already knew about it, so it kind of bit the anticipation because you know. So they got to see those and
2: <laughs> we're in the future now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so now I can use my morphine voice. So Mike. You, have to, you have to talk about things. That,
1: <laughs> you have to talk about things that are happening right now in the past That's the funniest part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're
0: futurists, big time, man.
2: <laughs> Ray Kurzweil would be
0: very happy with us. Elon Musk, they they love guys like us. We're real futurists. Those guys just talk to talk. We really are. We don't just see a vision of the future. We are the future.
2: <laughs>
0: fact, we're already a month or two months ahead of you already. We've already lived this life, and here you are. <laughs> it's like the show The Crossing. You know, somebody somebody stole that idea from us, man. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, like we, we know some people are going to be broke by the time they listen to this episode. You know, they're not broke while we're recording it, but by the time exactly. they, they get around to listening it, <laughs> taking you that know, into Right account, now, what,
0: this episode, when you listen to it, like it is hitting you. It is hitting home in so many ways, and you're wishing that. <laughs> I wish I had actually heard this live, you know, so I therefore I made the mistakes that I made by the time this episode came out. So, so A lot of people are going to listen to this episode like, oh, now you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, folks, So there you go. Those are all the places you can find us. Those are the the ways you can help keep the show going and growing. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care, everybody.
1: Take care, everyone.
0: Bye.